Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Wednesday. We're coming to you live from our studio here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson, the host of the program. I've got Tom Peavy and Ryan LaVoy on the program with me today as we're going to react to all the big news going on across the world of sports and uh, give you the latest coming up on our show. Andy Bertram is the voice of the Auburn Tigers. We will chat with him at 4.30 today to talk about the end of the Auburn men's basketball season. Auburn baseball had a 13-12 victory last night in Montgomery over South Alabama. And we'll get you set for the baseball series at A&M coming up this weekend. Spring football practice rolls on. Several players had the opportunity to meet with the media earlier today. And as we're going on the air, we are now seeing that Demetrius Davis has entered the training transfer portal the Auburn quarterback battle goes from five guys competing to it to four with TJ Finley Zach Calzada Robbie Ashford and the true freshman Holden Garner coming in to the mix so we've got tons to discuss here on today's program and a special guest who we will introduce in just a moment Tom how are you I'm doing great uh yeah a lot of stuff going on sports wise and then you know this news with Demetrius Davis transferred not really a surprise to me we'll get more into that but uh yeah I'd be curious to talk about a lot of the stuff going on right now still a lot of moves going on in the nfl tyreek kill no longer going to be with the kansas city chiefs it looks like so uh yeah a lot of stuff going on out there a lot of stuff to talk about ryan how are you uh doing well had uh, those borgard high school games monday and tuesday with brooks Childress. so enjoyed being out there yeah. at borgard as they continue to win a lot of baseball games but uh let's good. give them a shout out because they won both of them you guys did the first game of the doubleheader yesterday two to one and then they two won nothing, that yeah. two nothing and then they won the second game 18 to two and 18 to two defeat in the second game so big time baseball for the hornets yeah a couple uh, big victories there and uh, they've been playing really well and the pooler brothers that have been pitching for them have been been electric on the mound and so it was good to be out there and uh, yeah, just continue to have a lot of NFL news uh, each day, it seems like. And it's usually something going on with the AFC, uh, something going on with new <laughs> players uh, visiting the, the AFC and making it a, a stronger and stronger conference. There's 12 or 13 teams that have uh, serious playoff aspirations this year in, in that conference. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy to follow all the NFL news and how almost every other day there's been – a Pro Bowl caliber player or even better than that uh, going to a new team. So more to talk about there. 
All right, it's a Wednesday edition of Sports Call. That means on Wednesdays we spend the first uh, half hour or so with our friends from over at Hometown Lenders on the Plains. Tim Gillespie, we love when he occupies the studio space here with us. Today, we're thrilled to welcome in Smitty Greider into the program, a name that you're probably familiar with here locally in the high school football area. Much like Tim Gillespie, they had some excellent football teams over the years, and Smitty now joins us on the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Glad to be here, man. Yeah. I'm excited to to fill in for Tim. I was an excuse to fill. A little little different setup for you, I'm sure, (laughs) as opposed to uh, everything that you've been getting involved with over the years at Beauregard, at Dothan, at Park Crossing, all the stops that you've had along the way. How did you get involved with Hometown Lenders, Smitty? Well, uh, Tim was my offensive coordinator. When I went to Park Crossing in 2014, I hired him uh, to come in and help me start that program, and uh, we had a great run there. Um, he followed me to Hazel Green for a year and uh, spent a year up there, and then I brought him to Dothan with me when I went to Dothan. So we worked together, and then when he retired uh, in 2020, or like summer of 2020, he went to work with Hometown Lenders and uh, did such a great job down there. Last year he was their top producer, and they, they wanted to open a branch here in Auburn. Uh, our owner's an Auburn grad and wanted to have a footprint here. and. So uh, Tim convinced me that this is the route to go in retirement, and uh, he knew I was ready. I was getting towards the end, and I was close. And he started working on me back about mid-season last year, and uh, you know I just finally made the decision. I wanted to come back. This is home for me. Sure, uh, my wife's from here. Uh, she went to Lee Scott Academy, and her family's here, and so it was just a great opportunity for us to come back to Auburn and me to be a part of a great company. Which is really exciting and we love the visits that you have with us each and every week. So from coaching to now doing uh, what you're doing now, bit of a transition I'm sure for you, but uh, a high school guy for years and years and years, as soon as you come in today, Smitty, you're talking with us about the big NFL news of the day. So you've been following ball <laughs> forever it seems. Well, I, you know, I, I love sports my whole life, so uh, I'm, I'm a big sports fan other than being a coach now i'm just a fan no longer a coach but uh you know i I like to keep up with it see what's going on Uh, i watch a lot of sports talk shows and listen to sports talk i listen to you guys in the afternoons on the way home and uh you know so i I just love it you know i love everything about it i love what it does for young people uh what it can change lives you know that these people get a chance to do something special and and gives a lot of kids an opportunity to improve themselves so you know i just love it i love what i did for 30 plus years but uh i'm i'm enjoying the mortgage business now has football always been number one you know it's funny i was more in high school i was not very good player uh i was i I was a lot better at wrestling i I wrestled in high school um and so when I first got into coaching, it was as a wrestling coach, actually. Uh, I, How funny, about that? Wow. I was a uh, 19-year-old kid in, in Montgomery at the time. The Parson Rec Pro Department ran the junior high athletic program. They hired the coaches. They managed the program and all that. And my old junior high school coach called me and asked me if I wanted to come help with wrestling. So I did. I helped out as an assistant. And then the the following year, they opened a new junior high in Montgomery, and half the staff at my old school was leaving to go to the new one. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to be the ninth grade wrestling coach and the seventh grade fo- head seventh grade football coach, and uh, worked for Parson Rec. And so that's how I got started at age nineteen, being a football coach. And uh, here I am at fifty eight. <laughs> Just got through doing it, so forty years of it, really. Yeah, no, no kidding. That's crazy. Tom, tell people uh, 
you had a question there? Uh, what, what, yeah. What were, what were the years that you were at Beauregard? Uh, 2006. No, 2005. I was there eight years. Six that, through yeah. 13. That's where I wanted to go next. I wanted you to tell the folks how far you and Coach Greider go back. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, when Coach Greider was at Beauregard is when I was working for the Opelika Auburn News. So, uh, yeah, I, I spent plenty of times interviewing Coach Greider and his players and hanging out over there at Beauregard. So, yeah, it's uh, – Feels like it's been ages ago. It, it does. That, it's that's nice a to special catch back place. Up with you. I'm glad to hear they're doing well in baseball. Uh, you know, I, I used to tell Mr. Brown all the time after I left, that was the biggest mistake I made in my <laughs> career was leaving Beauregard. Uh, Love the community down there and the people. Got a lot of good friends still from that community. Uh, but that was uh, – that was a lot of fun coaching down there. I, I got caught up in chasing bigger jobs and more money and, uh, you know, but it was a good – some of the moves I made were good. I had a great run at Park Crossing. Uh, we had some tremendous players who are still playing college football. We've got one that was at the NFL Combine last week. And uh, so, you know, it, it was a lot of fun coaching there and, and uh, to finish up in Dothan managing that uh, consolidation down there. It's just kind of a good time to get out. Yeah. When, when Tim name drops some of the guys that have uh, kind of walked through your doors and that sort of thing, it's like, wow, these guys have, no. have been around some good uh, guys. We were blessed. Uh, you know, we, we – and you, know, you talk about that a lot, and people start asking you, why didn't you win a state championship? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, honestly, we felt like we were good enough to, in 16 and 17. We were in semifinals in 16 and got beat by Opelika, and that was a situation where our – kids in our program we played at Opelika and as you guys know that's a really really tough environment and uh, our players just I don't think our coaches were either really ready for that environment you know it was just different Uh, and and especially the intensity of a third round playoff I mean a semifinal playoff game there and uh, you know that stadium's built with the fans right on top of you and they got the big giant jumbotron and uh, you know we just didn't play well we had a good football team and we didn't play well and they beat us uh, and then the next year we were really disappointed felt like we had the better team and uh, just some things went against us in the ball game that was with Caleb Ross's year at Opelika and, uh, and, and but both of those teams were good enough to win a state championship but you gotta have a little luck along the way and, uh, and it just didn't happen for us but we had a great run there really good players uh, just uh, the kids in Montgomery I'll tell you this they love football yeah uh, we used to this is funny we we would have to chase them off the practice field in the summertime and in, in the off season uh, so we could go home. <laughs> like wow. they would be out there on their own doing seven on seven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, but it wasn't most kids when you give them a football and say go out, they play touch football. These guys are lining up in formations and defensive coverages and running our plays and <laughs> they come off the field and ask us questions about coach, they're doing this. What can we do to to, you know, defend that or whatever? So it was a really special group of kids there. That's awesome. You think about the losses more frequently than the wins? Uh yeah, you do. That's what uh, everyone tells me. It, it, you you know, it's it's uh Football is so different, you know. You don't have, you don't really get time to enjoy the wins. You know, you you got to move on to the next game, uh, and so fast you got to turn the page. But those losses sting, man, and they stay with you, especially the close ones, uh, the ones where you know you. And in any close game, you can go back to five or six plays and just change one of them, and it changes the whole outcome of the game or the you know the way the game went, and you just replay those over and over. 
Smitty Grider from Hometown Lenders is here with us in studio today. Phone lines are open 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 Tyree Kill traded to the Miami Dolphins today is the huge NFL news story. And uh, when I went to bed last night, this was not on my mind whatsoever. And really, I don't know that it was getting out to a whole lot of people that talks weren't going in, in favor of, of both parties between Kansas City and Miami. And then, uh, Ryan, next thing you know, all of a sudden he's on the move. Yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of just assumed that Tyree Kill would be around Kansas City for a long time. Uh, that's a guy that uh, has really done it with so much speed and has been – Patrick Mahomes go-to guy I mean him and Travis Kelsey but at least as a wide receiver his go-to receiver and uh, you just kind of always assume that that match between quarterback and wide receiver is going to last uh, pretty much the entirety of the primes of careers but we just saw a couple weeks prior that not happen in Green Bay Aaron Rodgers decides to come back and Devontae Adams says I will not play on the franchise tag Green Bay did not have the money to be able to give to Adams on the type of big contract he wanted, so they traded him to the Raiders. And so we've seen this twice now with a marquee quarterback losing their marquee wide receiver because of contract demands. And so, uh, you know, for Las Vegas, that AFC West is just going to be tremendous. Uh, Josh McDaniels coming in uh, after the – uh, of course, John Gruden firing last year and the playoff run that they still had or be able to make the playoffs with uh, Rich Pisakia as as the interim head coach. And so that team is still quality on its own, but they add Chandler Jones as a pass rusher. They add Tyree Kill and uh, – or excuse me, Devontae Adams. And then if you're Kansas City, you lose Tyree Kill. And – Gosh, the whole division is is coming at them, and, and I think what the Chargers have done to try and maximize Justin Herbert's rookie contract—that's something that not many teams do. Because I guess you know, in three or four years, you're not necessarily sure what you have at quarterback. You don't try and necessarily build the whole thing around a 22, 23-year-old quarterback, but. Chargers pretty confident, as, as I think we all are, that Herbert is a dude and he's yeah. going to be around for a long time. So they're trying to maximize the fact that he's not making $30 million right now like he will be in a few years. So I think that's smart, what Denver did with getting Russell Wilson. So Kansas City, look, when they have Mahomes, they're always going to be a favorite. But that gap is very small, and it's not very small between just one team. It's very small with the whole division now. And I think that you've seen that. And, and so, yeah, this Tyree Kill news going to the AFC East. Now you've got three teams in the AFC East that you got to uh, – be aware of and so uh this this afc man i'm just i'm, I'm glad my team is in the nfc <laughs> yeah. and, and, and granted my nfc team is it's a team that people are afraid of right now but uh you know i'm glad that they don't have to be around 12 to 13 really competent good looking teams it's uh it's really crazy to keep up with all the news and to think about these contracts that herbert point is a great one that he is so cheap right now that yeah you better maximize the time thinking about what an nfl general manager has to do with all those responsibilities, knowing that in Kansas City with Mahomes, you're set up to compete every single year, and they have competed every single year, but you can't feed everybody. And so truly coming together and finding other ways to do that, they bring in Juju Smith-Schuster as well. So there was a couple of days stretch where it's like, wow, they have Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and Juju, and now Hill's gone and Juju comes in. Well, what you see a lot of times, and and these quarterbacks, I think – 
sometimes make poor decisions when they demand these max contracts because the more you pay the quarterback, the less money you have to pay the left tackle or, you know, a wide receiver. And, you know, in a salary cap league, it makes it difficult. And that's why I I think one reason Tom Brady has been successful in his career is he has never gone for a max contract. Generally, he's given up money or restructured his contract to allow cap space you know, when he was in the with the Patriots, you know, so they could get some players. And usually they spent it on defense and didn't help him, but it still turned into wins. But, um, you know, and I, I think that's a thing that quarterbacks have to be careful of, you know, with um, – you know, taking that big deal like that, with like with the Patriots, they just didn't have. I mean, not the Patriots, but the Packers, they just didn't have the money to pay, and so they lost their best weapon. And now we're going to really see how good a quarterback yeah. he is. No know. doubt about that. No doubt about that. That's Ryan's team. Is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, okay. season ticket holder for Mister Lavoie. You know, do you think Edelman's coming out of retirement? Nah. That's, just, that's the rumor now. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was so pleased getting someone like Russell Gage uh, to a three-year deal because. We don't know Chris Godwin would be ready to start the season, and it was big to extend him. But to get Russell Gage, who is perfect as a number two, number three type of receiver, um, you know, they got back Perriman, who helped a little bit last year. But, I mean, they have so many receivers. I know everyone was jumping on uh, Julio at first, and now that Edelman video, uh, workout video came out. So there, the bottom line is there's always, if there's a receiver that could help, they're they're gonna they're gonna link oh, yeah. him to Tom Brady. Well, I mean, he's uh, a great recruiter, right? Yeah. Well, and he is, and uh, and so, but I I like where they're at now. Um, I wouldn't say no to it, but I think Tampa's still got to focus some on some defensive line uh, stuff with Indomitian Sue and and figure out what to do with Pierre Paul and that sort of thing. But uh, certainly getting Gage and, and Godwin and yeah, the, the jokes about Edelman and before that Julio, you never counted out, I suppose. But uh, I, <laughs> I think I think I don't Tampa's think got Julio's. Uh, I think he may be done. He he just uh, and I love him. He's a great player, but I, you know. His production and injuries and all that has gotten so much that I don't think that you can afford to to take him. I just don't. Growing up in the state, was it Atlanta or was it the Saints for you? Was it another team like like who did Smitty Grider follow? You know, who do you follow? Whoever was winning. uh, (laughs) uh, I was a Dolphins fan for a long time. I grew up. This is crazy, and I've got a whole another story about how I became an Auburn fan. But uh, I grew up a big Alabama fan. Well, a lot of Alabama players played for the Dolphins. So I like the Dolphins. I love the Raiders when Stabler was out there. Uh, and that whole uh, bad boy image that they had. Um, and, and so Raiders and the Dolphins um, were probably my teams. I like the Cowboys when they, were winning, when they were good, too. I don't know. I, 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 now, I will say I used to hate the Steelers. Uh-huh. Because they always beat the Raiders <laughs> and kept the Raiders out of the Super Bowl. But um, any team that had Alabama connections, I was for them back in those days. All right. So, yeah, you got to tell us this then. You <laughs> opened up a can of worms, so I'm going to dig right in. How in the world do you go from a Crimson Tide fella to following the Auburn Tigers? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, 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 was, I coached at Opelika from 95 to 02. And, uh, and during that time, we sent several players to Auburn. Uh, when And when Coach Tuberville came in, his staff and all was so open to the high school coaches. And uh, we were just right here, so we spent a lot of time over there. We got to know the coaching staff extremely well. Uh, we had players over there. And so, you know, you want people that you know, you want to see them be successful. But I still wasn't quite an Auburn fan. But uh, 
it, I don't remember what year it was. Uh, I was having, I thought I was having heart problems. So um, they uh, kept me in the hospital overnight to do a heart cath the next morning. And I'm sitting there in the hospital, you know, just waiting on the heart cath, thinking I'm, you know, I'm going to have to have a dang bypass surgery or something. <laughs> but uh, Coach Tuberville walked in my hospital room. Uh, he, you know, I'm an assistant coach at Opelika. Uh, just uh, nobody really and for him to take the time to come see now wow. he didn't come to the hospital to see me he came to visit Joe Champy who was in the hospital sure. at the same time but the fact that he knew I was there and he took a few minutes to come down and, and just say hello and, and all that that from that moment I, I mean it's kind of weird I just became an Auburn fan and uh, <clears throat> my family has disowned me because we're you know my, my sister and her husband are season ticket holders at Alabama wow. uh, I'm banned from over there by the way <laughs> after the 2010 game where Cam Newton brought us back to win I, they let me come to the game with them and they said all the people around them said I was too obnoxious I couldn't <laughs> come back but uh, so you know to be a guy that grew up that big of an Alabama fan I, I think I'm a bit of a unicorn uh, to now be such an Auburn fan and, and I'm just telling you relationships is what life's all about and uh, when you build relationships with people and uh, you, you want to see them succeed and you want to be on their team and be for them and uh, man you know I love Auburn I love Opelika the Lee County, whole Lee County area and uh, just makes you want to be a fan of that team and uh, you know winning the 2010 championship didn't hurt either well, but, that's it. And I, I, I grew up as a, a Georgia fan and switched my allegiances i guess when i came to school but it had started leaning that way because i had a lot of my friends from columbus georgia already over here and i was over here hanging out and partying and being a you know just being a fool when i was a kid and i ended up like an auburn ended up coming to school here and yeah at that time my family was just like i, I my little sister would not tell her friends <laughs> that i was even going to auburn i can she, relate to yeah, that she would so. not tell and then she ended up coming to auburn i, I really <laughs> the credit has to go to coach tuberville and that whole staff and honestly what they did in the state statewide mm -hmm. and they they were the first ones to have the high school liaison position on right. their staff and uh, when they hired jimmy perry into that job he was a close friend and uh you know that made it even more so that, that you know opened the doors even more for us and the, but they did a great job of being welcoming to the high school coaches we were welcome there anytime we wanted to come over we could come watch practice and uh, you know, before that, you had to get on a list and get approval to go to practice. Uh, you wow. couldn't go and just go to the facility and go visit one of the coaches. You could just couldn't do that. And so that change facilitated building some really strong relationships, and that's why they had such a good run for a long time in the state in recruiting is because they built those high school relationships. All of these stories are my absolute favorite, just thinking about the family connections and how yeah. still all these sp fandoms – can, can divide families at a certain uh, portion and that sort of thing. And, and for me, I've talked about this a, a good number of times on the show, but growing up in the state of North Carolina, right? I, my mom grows up in a Tar Heel family and then marries a Duke guy, and here I am growing up in a Duke household all of a sudden and uh, split ties there uh, all over the place. And very much so the same the more time you spend down here on the plains and in the state with Georgia being so close and, and that sort of thing. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line, Auburn Bank 
Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. We've got Smitty Grider in the building with us from Hometown Lenders and a longtime high school football coach hanging out with us on the show today. Let's take our first phone call of our program as we go to the Auburn Bank phone line. Joining us now on the show is Keith from Auburn. Keith has called into the program. What's going on, Keith? Hey, guys. I'm, I'm glad y'all finally got somebody that knows something about football on, on the show. Now, you know? <laughs> Coach Grider, how you doing? I'm doing good, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm uh, I'm Landon and Evan's dad. I don't know. Uh, I do. I remember you. I, I remember Landon and Evan really well. Well, I, I tell you, uh, they enjoyed playing ball out there at Beauregard. There's no doubt about that. And um, we actually uh, sold a home in Auburn and and moved back out to Beauregard out uh, off of uh, 166 over close to Cap Sausage. Uh, okay. Uh, off the land there. So we. Uh, how are the, how are those boys again. doing? They're, they're well. They're they're both well. Evans and he he lives here at Auburn. Uh, I think he works for Pike uh, Electric, and uh, you know Evan or Landon is uh, him and his wife live down in Miami, and you know he's he, he's a pilot. He flies fixed wing. Oh wow! For Coast Guard. So that's awesome. They, everybody's doing well. We've got a. Uh, I got three grandbabies now. I got a four-year-old uh, grandson, a three-year-old granddaughter, and a two-year-old granddaughter. And I tell you what, that that four-year-old grandson, uh, he's a spitting image of, uh, of Bryce over at Alabama. He's going to be a good quarterback. I'm, I'm already working on it. Uh, well, uh, you know, don't turn him into a punter like you did Landon. So. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Hey, we finally had to find something he was good at. Hey, he, he was. Hey, listen, he was a really good punter. So, <laughs> well, he worked hard at it. You know, I always tell the story. Evan has probably got more talent than Landon ever would have, but Landon just worked a lot harder than Evan would. So, uh, you know, I guess hard work outdoes out talent a lot of the time. Absolutely, you know? it does. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to call in, coach, and. Uh, Hey, you're glad you're back in the in the community. And, well, I appreciate uh, that, Keith. Sure we'll, we'll see you around, and uh, y'all guys have a great day. Keith, okay? I think we made your day having Smitty on the on the show here. Hey, yeah, he knows something about football. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just jokingly, I know you guys know a lot about football as well, but uh, you know, you're still Auburn fans, and that's part of the issue. You know, if I can get you over <laughs> across over the state there be a lot better but anyway guys i appreciate what y'all do and, and taking my phone call and, and, and y'all have a have a good evening, okay? Keith, we appreciate it. Good to hear from you. That's our buddy Keith from Auburn joining us on the show. One of our top callers calls us uh, nearly every single day. And who knew that we had connections right here on the program? That's so cool. That's the best part of doing this, as you never know what kind of connections you're going to run into with people. But, uh, yeah, no, a whole lot of fun, a lot of news to discuss here on the program today. And uh, so thrilled that, that Smitty Grider's been hanging out with us here inside our studio. So so spring ball is off and running for the Auburn Tigers. Big news of the day, Demetrius Davis is uh, entering the transfer portal. Auburn's quarterback battle has gone down to four. Now, from the coaching perspective, how big is spring ball? Like, how important is this, especially when you do have uncertainties at the top position at quarterback? 
Uh, I think it's critical if you've got question marks at the quarterback position. Uh, you, you've got to go into summer uh, with, with your quarterback established or at least down to the top two guys. Uh, you know, especially in college, you know, they don't su- – supposed to get to work with them uh you know in the summertime so you know they they have to do a lot of work on their own and so you need to be able to to decide where you're going to be what you're going to have to do with your with your offense and how you're going to have to run it based on who wins that battle and gives you the best chance to win i think your team needs to have the guy that they're going to have to rally behind and they're going to have to support and he can step into that leadership role I, i think it's vital especially if there's question marks at the quarterback position We'll see what happens with this Auburn quarterback battle. Now you got T.J. Finley, Zach Calzada, Robbie Ashford, and then the true freshman Holden Gurner, Tom. And uh, that's the big question. Brian Harson is still, and, and everybody talking on it, not giving you a whole lot as to what that race looks like, not expecting that we would learn anything. Uh, but uh, 8A is certainly going to be a test because you're going to get to see all of them out there. Yeah. But you will not see Demetrius Davis. Correct. <laughs> uh, I, that, that's one that uh, it really does not come as a, as a surprise to me. Uh, I've I have felt now for for a while that Demetrius Davis was going to be the odd man out and would end up transferring. I thought that was going to happen last year, uh-huh. and he stuck around. But uh, he, he just never really seemed to fit what was what Brian Harson and that staff were wanting to do. Because I mean, Demetrius Davis was a Gus Malzahn recruit. He fit more of that up tempo yeah. uh, read option type stuff that Gus Malzahn wanted to do a lot of. This new staff, while they do run some of that read option, they're a lot more pro-style pro oriented. They're looking for the big-bodied quarterbacks that can sling it all over the field. Demetrius Davis, just he's, he doesn't fit that mold. And uh, Chad Morris was handling his in-home visits on the recruiting process right. for to, to show you kind of how long and, I mean, just a couple of years ago, but it feels right. like a lifetime ago yeah. in the state of the Auburn football coaching staff and that sort of thing when, when Morris was the yeah. OC. So, yeah, things have definitely changed for Demetrius. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, I just I don't think he fit with what they were wanting to do. And uh, I, I've seen some of the writers say that he has really struggled in spring practice uh, this year and, and is really way down, probably maybe even fifth out of those guys that are on there. So I, I think he saw the writing was on the wall. Uh, I just don't. Uh, he's kind of square peg in a round hole when it comes to that philosophy of offense that they're wanting to run. So I think it's his, it's in his best interest to find a program that fits more with what he wants to do. Yeah, and then I was going to add to what I was saying earlier earlier too he's got two new coordinators on his staff uh-huh. right another big reason for spring but you're right i don't think uh demetrius fits what they want to do offensively uh so you know I, I, this transfer portal is a, a whole nother issue but um I, I i just feel like the timing of things needs to be there needs to be some time frame around the transfer portal i don't have a problem with them coming out of spring and making a decision this kid needs to go where he's got an opportunity. Obviously, it's not Auburn. Right. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it's not Auburn for him. But uh, and now they're down to four. That'll be you know more reps that they can give those four guys, uh, and all four of them will have a shot. I, you know, we actually Tim and I actually I coached against Robbie Ashford when he was at Hoover. Um, we played him in the spring, our first spring at Dothan, and okay. he was the quarterback at Hoover at that time. He's a tremendous athlete. Really good player. Um, so should should be a great competition between those guys. Yeah, no, I'm thrilled to see what kind of develops out of it and, and seeing progression from year one to year two for a lot of these people. Does TJ Finley improve knowing that, hey, I'm the guy now, so to speak, I'm the experienced guy in the locker room because you look at Demetrius Davis exiting 
it truly is the only member on last year's football team of that quarterback room is T.J. Finley. And so, can he take that next step wow, forward? That's that's incredible to think about yeah. uh, that you um, mentioned that, that their quarterback the rooms guy. had that kind of turnover. Uh, you know, and that's a weeding out process when you come in as a new coach. You're, you're going to – you know, personalities are different. The offensive schemes are different. So, that's that's not unexpected. But you don't – when you say it like that, it's mm-hmm. like, wow. You know, that's, that's a big change. <laughs> Night and day. You know, in a year. Night and day, that's for sure. Well, Smitty, this has been a whole lot of fun. Obviously, we love our relationship with Hometown Lenders, and I know you guys got a lot going on always, so uh, we're going to have to start rotating between you and <laughs> you and Tim so that uh, it doesn't get too stale for all of us, and always good to chop it up with well, you. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate the partnership that we have here with you guys, and uh, we're excited to be in Auburn. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you've got lending, lending needs, any kind of mortgage needs, that we can, we can find a mortgage to fit you. You need to come see us. So we're right here on South College, uh, just down the road from yeah. you guys. It takes us like two minutes to get to the <laughs> studio, so that makes it easy. But, uh, you know, we're excited. Our owner is an Auburn guy, and he's excited about having a footprint here. And uh, there's we've got some exciting news that we'll be able to announce here down the road about some partnership things we're doing with Auburn, uh, with, with people in Auburn, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk about that here pretty soon well let's save that news then but i do want to know what's the big thing going on right now at hometown lenders like this time of year what's occupying a lot of your time that a lot of people are are talking about or might have questions on or or what's going on well spring of the year is when when the housing market really heats up sure so but the you know everybody's worried about interest rates and uh, and it's true interest rates are rising but they're still historically low they're not you know, if you look at a hundred-year average of where interest rates are, we're still, you know, four or five percent below what the life, the, the normal mortgage rate is over the course of history. Uh, we've just been living through a period of unbelievably low rates. Uh, so, you know, homes are still affordable. Uh, you're still able to get something that that uh, that'll fit your budget. So, it's it. But now's the time. If you wait too long, there are they are going to be. You know, I'm afraid. I, I was reading an article today that they expect, uh, you know, an, a good bit of increases the next few meetings that the fed has and so that's going to re- that's going to relate to higher mortgage rates so uh now's the time yeah uh, you know if you need if you need a new home or you're looking at buying a new home don't wait you can come in get pre-approved with us uh you know if you need to cash out refi we can do that if you need to pay off some bills because i know credit card rates are going to go up as well yeah. so you know you need to get those things paid down we can help you with that so you know, just the concern everybody has are, are interest rates, but they're still in a decent place, so uh, it's not too late to take advantage of a decent rate. A couple of phone sense. numbers for you, 256-476-0823 or 334-908-3024-1943 South College Street. From first-time buyers to those about to retire, everybody can have some help from hometown lenders as they make home financing easy and affordable. Smitty, this was awesome. We'll do it again soon, okay? Okay, I look forward to it. All right, we're going to take our first commercial break here on today's show. More of your phone calls and more talk around the Auburn sports world right after this. Tiger 95.9 FM.
want to join our conversation? Tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. I'm Brian Harson, head football coach of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call on WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy and Ryan Lavoy. Thanks to Smitty Grider from Hometown Lenders on the Plains for hanging out with us here in studio to open up today's show. Uh, really good to interact with him, and he's going to be back on the program, I'm sure, in the near future, and we're looking forward to the day when that happens. We want to take your phone calls, 334-887-3401, or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 talking about any and everything going on in the wide world of sports as we go back to the Auburn Bank phone line. And joining us now on the show, one of our very good friends, we've got James from Moodcock. James has called into the program. Hi, James. Hello, and War Eagle. War Eagle, sir. It's good to hear from you. We hope you had a good weekend. Yeah, I really did. I had actually a great weekend of seeing uh, the March Madness and uh, seeing who's actually going to be going into the round of um, of the Sweet 16 in, uh, in the March Madness tournament as well. And I'm just trying to see if my bracket is going to actually have a bounce back tonight because I know it's a couple of, it's only two games on Wednesday night and I think it's like four four or five games on uh, Thursday night as well. So I'm going to just probably see how uh, Texas A&M do against uh, Wofford University but I think Wofford, I think they're going to beat Texas A&M and I think that is a strong team for Texas A&M to actually not get a chance to beat. Yeah, you're talking about multiple different tournaments going on right now, James. Obviously, you got the NIT that's mm-hmm. taking place where Texas A&M has been competing and, of course, uh, the, the CBI, some other tournaments postseason, but the big NCAA tournament, the one with the big brackets, March Madness that everybody's filling out, that's not back until tomorrow, and there are only two games tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the one that is going to be for... Um, there are four night. games tomorrow. I do apologize. There are four games tomorrow. Texas Tech and Duke, Arkansas and Gonzaga, Michigan mm-hmm. and Villanova, and then Houston and Arizona. Those are the four games tomorrow. Yeah, so those are the games I'm actually looking at. And then the one, the uh, first two that I'll be looking at on Wednesday night will be uh, Texas A&M and uh, Wofford University. Those those two games will be played tonight. Yeah, uh, Texas A&M is playing Wake Forest. Wofford is I mean, yeah, in Spartanburg, yeah. South Carolina, but they're playing Wake yeah, yeah, Forest. Yeah, yeah, Wake Forest. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, um, I've been hearing a lot of uh, different changes uh, from a lot of different uh, sports and analysis uh, reporters that are, that are saying who they were going to pick, and I've heard Texas A&M, uh, Wake Forest, so I'm going to just say Wake Forest is actually going to win that one, and I don't know pretty much about the other the other two teams that are actually going to be playing uh, tonight, so I'm just seeing if Texas A&M is going to hold out, but if they don't, then it was a good run for Texas A&M to actually, you know, punch their ticket in into a tournament like 
like the NIT tournament as well. You know who the most famous, the two most famous basketball alumni are of Wake Forest, James? Right? Don't you know? Uh, I think I do because I know one of them. Years ago, I think one of the guys from Wake Forest. I know they played for the NBA, but I don't know what team back in the day. Yeah, Tim Duncan and Chris Paul. Both of them went to Wake Forest. Tim Duncan and Chris Paul both played for the Demon Dinkins. Oh, okay. So I know that uh, two Tim NBA Duncan, legends. Yes, I I know Tim Duncan. He played for the um, for the uh, San Antonio Spurs, and um, Chris Paul. He plays for a team now, but I'm not quite sure on what team he plays for the NBA. He plays for the Suns now, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, so he's he's pretty good with the Suns as well. So I'm pretty sure that uh, Wake Forest is actually going to win uh, win the game uh, tonight as well. Okay, all right. What do you think about the uh, the the NCAA tournament games tomorrow, James? The Sweet Sixteen uh, games that I just mentioned to you. Oh man, those are going to be very. It's going to be a very high toss up in that one because I know, um, I know Gonzaga and Arkansas are playing. So Correct. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Gonzaga might might actually take a a slight chance of um, of actually taking that uh, team and um, and actually you know. Biting a, a a little bit off of the off of the pig as well, so I think that is going to be a really really hard upset to see for our, um, Arkansas to actually lose against Gonzaga because Gonzaga they are on fire right now. Did you just make a Razorbacks joke? <laughs> yes, because you know the Razorbacks are actually uh, the pigs. The Razorback pigs. And so Gonzaga is the Bulldogs. So you think hmm. the Bulldog is going to bite the pig? Yes, I like that. I like yeah, that because because I know it. I know they're going to be kind of hungry on Thursday night, so I know they're going to be they're going to actually have them. You know, you know, trying to actually, um, you know, eat, you know, trying to, you know, win that game as well. I think you might be on to something. What about another Sweet 16 game tomorrow? You got Michigan and Villanova, and that you've got the Wolverines. And the Wildcats. How do you think that battle is going to go between those mascots, the Wolverines and the Wildcats? Um, I'll probably say that the Villanova uh, Wolverines are actually going to gonna actually... Not the Villanova in. Wolverines, the Villanova I mean, Wildcats. I mean, sorry. Um, the Wildcats, I think they're going to win. They, they they're really going to beat the good, Wolverines. Yes, because I think they're they're really good. They they have a good a good team, and I know that they're going to win. Uh, I I see the Wolverines actually. I mean, the Wildcats. I see them actually winning uh, that tournament as well. Wolverines and X Men. Remember? Yes. 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 So I mean Villanova, I know they're gonna have a a, a good uh, record when it comes out, but I think they're actually favored to win by seven and a half point favorite on uh, the opening tip. So they're gonna win that one as well. Okay, what about uh, what about the news with your Kansas City Chiefs today? Uh, that 
Um, that won't be my theme, but I've heard that they just traded about an hour ago. They traded Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. What do you think about that? Um, well, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I think that's a really good trade for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. But I think, to get rid of him? Yes, to actually get rid of him and actually um, put somebody else in there when the draft actually starts. So I think they're going to be looking at some great, great talent that's going to be coming to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, team as well. They signed Juju Smith-Schuster from the Steelers. Yeah, so, so he I plays for the Chiefs now. Juju plays for the Chiefs. Yeah, so I think that's going to be a really good uh, a good trade right there uh, for them as well. And I know that I think they're going to be picking some really good players coming in for the uh, NFL draft as well. And you know, James uh, Brooks Childress is a big New England Patriots fans and a fan. And with the Dolphins getting Tyreek Hill, do you think the Dolphins will overtake the Patriots in the AFC East? Um, I don't see that actually happening with the Kansas Chiefs because I'm actually going to be uh, this year when uh, the when the NFL football season actually starts. I'm actually going to have the Patriots winning the whole thing and going to the Super Bowl as well. Oh wow! That would be that would be big time. Yes, as well, because when when the season actually uh, starts, I'm actually going to be seeing a lot of new faces and, and a lot of new teams out there that's going to be um, very, very um, good for, for the NFL as well. What else is on your mind today? Well, I'm actually going to be seeing uh, the women's brackets and seeing um, who's actually going to be uh, going to uh, the Sweet 16 as well. So I'm quite sure that uh, Gonzaga is actually going to win on the women's side of, of things as well. Yeah, their, their women's team is not in the tournament, James, unfortunately. Uh, but the one seeds in the women's tournament are NC State, Louisville, Stanford, and South Carolina. Okay, so I'll probably see I'll probably see South Carolina actually win winning the tournament and uh, seeing if they're going to cut down the net for uh, Don Staley because I think it's it, I think it's their time to shine with a lot of history with the South Carolina Gamecocks as well. Yeah, she's been a really good head coach for them. Yeah, she she really has been, and I I hope uh, great things out of her. I'll, I'll see great things coming out of her in uh, 2023 and beyond. Malcolm Butler has signed back with the Patriots. Yes, I did actually see that. He actually did resign his contract with the New England Patriots, and um, I think that's going to be a really good thing for um, you know for the for the New England Patriots to actually keep him for another year as well. Brittany Griner was able to meet with the United States officials today, and she's doing well. Yes, um, I did hear about that one. I'm hoping she. Um, I'm hoping that Brittany Griner actually learns a lot from this because, with that being said, that was very, um, that was very unprofessional from her standpoint of saying something like that. And I hope she learns a huge, valuable lesson from that as well. Remember, she had uh, she had cannabis products on her when she was de- t- detained in Russia. Yes, uh, I mean that was that was kind of hard 
And I know some, you know, that that could be a hard decision to actually make, but it's the wrong decision for her to actually do something like that as well. So I think with Brittany Griner, I think she needs to, you know, she needs to think before, you know, before she actually do something like that ever again as well. Michael Malone has agreed to a new extension to be the Nuggets head coach. Oh, yes, I did. Actually, um, I actually heard that on the NBA uh, TV, and I actually, um, I'm pretty sure that he's really going to be a good head coach for the Denver Nuggets, and I'm hoping that they're going to make it to the playoffs um, this coming up soon as well. And believe it or not, the playoffs for the NBA will start on April the 17th the day of my birthday so that will be a really good birthday gift for me as well what are you going to do for your birthday this year um i do not know i don't have any plans um put planned out for me as well do you think marie's going to plan anything for you um no we well she's not going to plan anything for me but um, my family might plan something for me as well because i might be going to see the montgomery biscuits actually playing on my birthday as well and i'm actually going to be if i can actually get them to actually have me throw out the first pitch before the opening uh week as well well i'm actually going to be there for opening day and i'm actually going to be asking them can i throw out the first pitch on opening day that would be so cool if you got that opportunity james did you and marie break up no 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 we did not we're still going strong and it's um it's going very strong as well have you talked to her recently uh, yes, we actually did, so we're doing uh, just fine as well. Very good. All right, man. Well, yeah, let us know if we could do anything to help you throw out the first pitch. Have you been All practicing? Right. Um, yes, I have. I have been practicing a lot. How have you been practicing? How's it going? Um, it's going pretty good. It's really going pretty pretty good. You going to throw a strike? Um, yes, I might. And then after after that, then I'll just have to sign uh, that ball that I've actually thrown uh, to the Biscuits uh, pitcher, and uh, they can actually have that, and they'll put that in their, in their um, trophy case as well. They're going to put your signed ball in the trophy case? Mm-hmm. How about I that? A, yeah, because I am a huge, huge Biscuits fan. I've been with them since 2004. That's a long time. Yeah, so I just go to all the home games, and um, I go to some of the big um, special games that they actually have over the years. And um, I didn't go to the one um, on Tuesday night, but I heard that we actually beat South Alabama 13-12 to Correct. last night. In Montgomery, in your neck of the woods. Yeah, so I actually um, heard that game. I heard a little bit of it uh, last night, and um, I actually went on uh, Twitter, and I congratulated the guys on uh, coming to Montgomery, and if they want to, you know, do another um, another big game like that in Montgomery, they're more than welcome. We're more than welcome to have y'all. I, James, I'll be in Montgomery uh, Saturday at Riverwalk Stadium watching the Savannah Bananas. Yes, they are actually, um, yes, they will be playing, I think that's like home game for us. So that will be our first home game of the 2022 season against the uh, 
against the Savannah Bananas, and they're really good this year. They have a great team, and I hope um, I hope both of the teams are actually going to be uh, very funny as well. Yeah, yeah. Th- this will not be the Montgomery Biscuits playing, James. This is just the Savannah Bananas World Tour. So it'll be the Savannah Bananas versus the Party Animals. And so uh, they're just having their little special deal there with the uh, Savannah, with the Banana Ball World Tour coming to Montgomery this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I did hear that as well. And um, the great thing about the Riverwalk Stadium is the biscuits. Try them. Oh, yeah. You're really, you're really gonna love them. Now, my favorite biscuits, my favorite biscuit that I like to actually get when I'm actually at a biscuits home game is the banana. It's the it's the biscuits covered with uh, strawberries and. It's, it's called the strawberry shortcake. It's really, really, really good. They do that? Yes, they actually do that with biscuits. You anything that you can think with biscuits, biscuits and gravy, biscuits and sausage, biscuits and strawberries, or just a regular biscuit is really good. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And one of these days, James, we're gonna have to get you to come to the studio to hang out with us. Oh, sure. Well, I will do that, and I would uh, love to have all the uh, callers call, and um, I can, you know, probably, um, you know, talk about sports as well. If y'all can, like, show me the ropes, how y'all do it. That's what we do, man, each and every day, so we'll have to find a time to set that up with you. All right, sounds good, and I'll see y'all real soon. All right, War Eagle, James. All right, War Eagle. All right, that's James from Montgomery joining us here on the program in hour number one. And that brings the first hour of our show to a close. Plenty to discuss coming up in the second hour of the program. Alongside Brian LaVoy and Tom Peavy, my name is J.J. Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. 
Second hour of Sports Call getting started right now. WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson alongside Ryan LaVoy and Tom Peavy. Thanks again to Smitty Grider for joining us on the show today. Loved catching up with him about everything going on with our friends over at Hometown Lenders on the Plains. Uh, We're thrilled to have Andy Bertram on the show coming up here at 4.30. It's Wednesday. That means we will have a wacky Wednesday in installment in the third and final hour of the program there is no telling where that conversation will take us but boy are we looking forward to it and your phone calls as always are welcome 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 and joining us on the program now is mr javon cutler javon how are you today doing good jj doing good and yeah we're making it through another week here halfway through the week to be specific and yeah i heard what you all were talking about um in the first hour, as far as, of course, Tyreek Hill news, yeah. the uh, news about the transfer for um, Auburn Demetrius Davis, who we kind of suspected he was going to leave the program, but he's made it official now. Um, so, yeah, all the stuff going on in the sports world um, and just trying to catch up with everything as well with this free agency for the NFL because it just feels like it's getting crazier and crazier and crazier each and every day. So definitely have to keep up on that and getting closer and closer to more Auburn football news. So, yeah, lots going on in the sports world and lots still more to talk about here. Yeah, a whole lot in the sports world. Also a whole lot here in the life of the show, in the life of Sports Call Auburn. Got a a big Abbey Award ceremony coming up this weekend, so we will see, fingers crossed, if any awards are headed in our direction. But also in the life of the show, we announced some big news yesterday. Javon, you've got an exciting new opportunity coming up. If people miss the show... Kind of give them the 411 on what we're working with this week. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I made this announcement. Uh, got tongue-tied. I made this announcement yesterday um, on the show um, and kind of caught everybody by surprise, but I'll make it again. Um, but this is my last week here at Tiger Communications because um, I accepted the job as a production assistant at ESPN Radio in Bristol, Connecticut. So this is my last week on the program here and also here in Auburn, Alabama. And this is news to Tom Peavy yeah. now at this moment. So wow. Javon is going to be on the show. He's been on it all week long. We'll have him again tomorrow and Friday. But yeah, Javon Cutler heading up to Bristol to join the big folks wow. over there on the Worldwide Leader. So thank you, super thank you. fired up for him to join ESPN Radio. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be a huge uh, move up there and um, definitely miss all of you guys here on the sports call side of things and overall the Tiger Communications side of things. Um, it's been great to be a part of the program um, for sure and have a lot of laughs and talk serious sports and all that good stuff with you guys and the callers. But yeah, it's definitely going to be bittersweet. Um, I already joked on Friday, it's probably going to be an emotional day for me. Yeah. I'm probably going to be an emotional wreck. But um, but yeah, um, definitely moving to um, ESPN is something that is going to feel surreal, I'd say, um, for me. But I do appreciate the time here on Sports Call. appreciate the opportunity that you gave me, JJ. Sure. Starting as an intern in 2019 and working my way up now to a full-time staff member. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's the big news. It, it, there are big trades that took place today, right, when you talk about Tyree Kill going to Miami. But if I'm looking at the trade value of one Mr. Javon Cutler, <laughs> Ryan, this guy is an unbelievable asset 
right? And and you talk about returns, and this isn't necessarily a trade by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, his market, you could tell, was really impressive. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, he, he was a free agent and <laughs> was able to make a move. And if we had known that, we would have tried to gotten some proper compensation for <laughs> uh, a high asset like that. But, uh, yeah, Javon, no, we're really excited for you. And uh, that's a big opportunity. And I know that uh, Connecticut is a long way away. Oh, yeah. Uh, fortunately, you're going up at a time of year where it will not be frozen up there. Uh, but uh, we're really excited for you, and uh, we've enjoyed uh, getting to know you personally and professionally over the last couple of years, and uh, you've helped us learn things in, in many ways, and uh, you've always worked hard, and uh, it's going to be going to be bittersweet to see you go because we know you're going on such a great opportunity, but we know we're also losing a good friend and a, a really good person here. So, so are we getting Chris Berman or Linda Cohn in the train? <laughs> the we've got to continue negotiating to make one of those things happen. Wow. Yeah, we got to get to work. We got to get to work to get yeah. somebody like that. But uh, no, it's going to be awesome to um, have Javon take this next step in his life and in his career. And uh, the show's going to keep moving forward. And I know that you're going to continue to remain involved. Oh, of course. Uh, and contribute to the show from time to time. We'll have to call you and get your thoughts on what's going on in the Auburn world. Is that what you've thought about? Like, let, let's give people the Javon Cutler 411 again, right? A, a, a man uh, that grew up in the state of Georgia in the Atlanta area, Duluth. Shout outs uh, from a family family of florida gators comes to auburn you've always been in this regional yeah. footprint javon yeah and it's been really easy for you to keep up with the auburn news and now you're going to be a, kind of a world away almost yeah it's going to feel a little weird to not be in sec country anymore of course um sports are still huge up there up north but it's more of a professional type of vibe up there as opposed to college so definitely one of the things i've got to make sure that is available on my cable package no matter what is okay do we have the SEC network? Because I still want to keep up, obviously, with Auburn and the rest of the conference and things like that. So that's definitely going to be a huge priority for me is, okay, let me try to catch up with all these SEC sports, specifically Auburn. So it's like, all right, let me. as long as I have that, I'll be okay. I'm probably going to be a little lost because they're probably going to be talking a lot about UConn up there. And it's like, <laughs> well, I'm an Auburn guy, so I don't really can't really contribute much to the conversation. I know you guys aren't the best at football, so I can kind of – flex a little bit there with Auburn football even right. though we're not in the best situation at the moment either but but yeah um, definitely still going to try to keep in touch um, with Auburn athletics and my Atlanta sports and all that to the best of my ability yeah the Atlanta sports is going to be pretty easy for you to follow because you've been doing it your whole life and uh, now that you're in this Auburn phase of life and following them uh, getting the degree from there you can absolutely flex on the history of that Auburn football program compared to what Connecticut's working with oh so. yeah yeah. Oh, you mean you didn't want uh, UConn's epic battles with, you know, FCS opponents? <laughs> like, and... are they in a division? No, they're are they in, they're independent. Yeah, okay. they're independent, so they can be the Big East in basketball. Like, who do they primarily play in football? Uh, Randos. Uh, uh, they played Georgia Tech not too long ago. I don't yeah. know if there's many teams they play regularly. Yeah, okay. probably. Yeah. They might play like a UMass or it's something. It's just like a hodgepodge. People need to know what's on the 2022 football schedule for UConn, so allow me to <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm, do I'm some research. <laughs> this is important stuff. Yeah. Oh, Utah State. Big one. Utah State. <laughs> Syracuse, Michigan. Oh, wow. Well, that's an L. Central Connecticut State. There you go. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's NC State. No. Nah. Fresno State. No. Nah. FIU. Eh, maybe. Ball uh, State. Maybe. Nah. <laughs> Boston College. Eh. 
UMass? No. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. could be. They could be. UMass. Told you, yeah. UMass. Liberty. Yeah. An army. Maybe two wins, three wins. They tops. do go to the big yeah. house, do the UConn Huskies in football, Ooh. so that'll be tough. Well, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so talking about football in the college ranks, Auburn, obviously news breaking as we're going on the air. Demetrius Davis has posted that he is entering the transfer portal. He uh, had a message for all the football coaches out there to uh, come find me, come talk to me, hashtag transfer portal. What does this mean for Auburn football, Ryan? Uh, well, it means, obviously, you've got one less quarterback in the in the mix. I don't know how much it really changes things. At practice, though, because I think part of the reason D. Davis is, is transferring here is because he's not in that top echelon anyway. You know, if he if he was uh, in line to still have a chance at this job, I don't think he'd be transferring right now. So uh, I think that it's um, just to make it public that there's one person out of the race, so like a public dropout. It's like we're going through the primary season in politics and there's four or five candidates and you know one has no delegate so you know they're not going to get the nominee but they keep showing up on the ballot until they finally say hey i'm out you know they're not technically out even though you know it's formality so i think that uh i think it just takes out one of the formalities Mm -hmm. you've got four now um you've got tj finley zach calzada holding gurner and um robbie ashford you know I, i i think that you're probably looking at finley uh, in a good position just because of, of last year. Uh, we'll see with Calzada's, uh, and I say last year, meaning with experience from being on the team last year. And then I think with uh, Calzada, probably have a shot at it. And, you know, I'm not sure how Ashford fits in because he's, in theory, a lot like D. Davis in skill set. Yeah. Uh, he did make the decision to transfer here, though. So, uh, you know, I, I think everyone can probably assume that Calzada and, and Finley are probably the leaders, but until we see how they're kind of getting reps at, at A day and that sort of thing, or unless we hear something from the coaches, uh, can't put that in stone. But yeah, I, I don't think it really changes anything for Auburn. It was going to happen at some point where we knew we'd have one. Probably we'll probably have another transfer in the next next nine to ten, eleven months. I would assume at that position probably not done yet because that's just how it is in this day and age where uh, even backups good backups transfer a lot so um, I wouldn't be shocked to see someone else transfer at some point but yeah it, it, it's, uh, it was a formality 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of the program as we go ahead and we take our first commercial break of the hour our show continues in a moment For another way to listen to our show, be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. This is Jake Crane, host of the J-Boy Show, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call.
Welcome back into the show. You're listening to Sports Call WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson with Javon Cutler, Tom Peavy, and Ryan Lavoy. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of the show. Andy Burcham set to join us here in about 15 minutes on the program. Before we get to that conversation, as we do each and every day, let's take this chance to celebrate some birthdays. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Birthdays in Sports here today, March 23rd, 2022. Javon Cutler, who's celebrating their birthday? Got five birthdays to celebrate here on March 23rd, 2022. And to kick off the list in the NBA world, turning 30 years old today is Kyrie Irving, a guard for the... Let's go. (laughs) For the Brooklyn Nets, we all know why JJ said let's go, but I'll continue to read the bio on Mr. Irving. He also played for the Cavaliers and Celtics, 2016 NBA champ with the Cavaliers, seven-time All-Star. He also won a gold medal while representing the USA in the Summer Olympics in 2016, 2014 All-Star Game MVP, 2013 three-point contest champ, 2012 NBA Rookie of the Year, played his college basketball at Duke, very briefly at Duke, first overall pick of the 2011 NBA Draft, and fun fact about him he's an enrolled member of the standing rock sioux tribe so he is part native american so kyrie irving turning 30 years old today let him play in the home games that's all i'll say about that (laughs) yep he can only play i believe three games out of the remainder of the regular season schedule so yeah brooklyn should i i can't this might be the first time in the history of the nba i'm gonna say this Brooklyn should want to be the road team in every potential series. And with their seeding-wise, they're going to be. But it is more valuable to have Kyrie Irving in four road games than it is to have four home games without Kyrie Irving. That's a great point. So maybe Brooklyn might consider that or something. But hopefully Kyrie can get back on the court. He's always fun to watch. A guy that is absolutely skillful with the ball. Does a lot of great things on the court. Kyrie Irving, 23. Turning 30 years old today, turning 32 years old today in the NBA world is Gordon Hayward, forward for the Charlotte Hornets, previously spent time with the Jazz and Celtics, 2017 NBA All-Star, 2010 Horizon League Player of the Year, while at Butler, two-time first-team Horizon League, ninth overall pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, and a fun fact about him, his twin sister Heather played tennis at Butler, so Gordon Hayward turning 32 years old today and has not been the best past few years for Gordon Hayward in terms of being on the court. Lots of injuries have piled up for him, but when on the court, he's a guy that's highly effective and a guy that contributes a lot to winning basketball. But Gordon Hayward turning 32 years old today. Turning 49 years old today, NBA basketball chugging along here is Jason Kidd, a former NBA point guard who played from 1994 until 2013 with the Dallas Mavericks, two stints with the Mavericks. Phoenix Suns, New Jersey Nets, and New York Knicks. 2011 NBA champion with those Mavericks. 10-time All-Star, 5-time All-NBA First Team. 4-time NBA All-Defensive First Team. 1995 Co-Rookie of the Year. 1994 Pac-10 Player of the Year while at Cal Berkeley. Second overall pick of the 1994 NBA Draft. 2018 inductee of the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame and A lot of people these days know him as the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks, but he's also been the head coach of the Nets and Milwaukee Bucks. So Jason Kidd turning 49 years old today, still heavily involved in the NBA world. Another great point guard. Happy birthday, Jay Kidd. 
Moving on to the NFL world now. Turning 38 years old today is Brandon Marshall, a former NFL wide receiver who played from 2006 until 2018 with the Broncos, Dolphins, Bears, Jets, Giants, and Seahawks. Six-time Pro Bowler, 2012 first-team All-Pro, played his college football at UCF. Fourth-round pick in the 2006 NFL Draft. And fun fact about his career, his 12,351 receiving yards are the most ever by a receiver who has never played in a postseason game. So Brandon Marshall turning 38 years old today. One time he was a really good wide receiver. Yeah, and he does the I Am Athlete podcast now, which is amazing to listen to. And uh, that's a... I don't know. Is it a cool record that you've got the most receiving yards for someone who never played in the play? Like, a, eh, I don't know that you're necessarily know. proud of that. An amazing accomplishment, nonetheless. I don't know. For B. Marsh. It's an amazing accomplishment. He's played with decent quarterbacks um, from time to time. I know him and Jay Cutler played with the Broncos and the Bears, yep. but still couldn't get over the hump out there. But Brandon Marshall turning 38 years old today. And last but not least, for birthdays in sports, turning 70 years old today is Ron Jaworski, former NFL quarterback who played from 1973 until 1989 with the Rams, Eagles, Dolphins, and Chiefs. 1980 Pro Bowler, 1980 NFC Player of the Year. He turned down a professional baseball offer from the St. Louis Cardinals to play college football at Youngstown State. And also, Jaworski was a former ESPN analyst as well on the NFL broadcast side of things. So, Ron Jaworski turning 70 years old today. Jaws! Jaws. (laughs) Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That is today's birthdays in sports. And as we love to say, if it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. No doubt about that. A recap. The five guys celebrating a birthday today, Javon. Today, got Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Jason Kidd, Brandon Marshall, and Ron Jaworski. Happy birthday. March 23rd birthdays here in 2022. Andy Burcham set to join us in just a little bit. Talking about the exciting win for Auburn uh, baseball last night, 13-12 over South Alabama in Montgomery, and we will get Andy's thoughts on the season coming to a close, looking back on Auburn men's basketball after their exit in the round of 32 against the Miami Hurricanes. Ryan, it's your first time on the show this week uh, as we sort of shift the conversation back towards Bruce Pearl's squad. A couple of days to, to sleep on it and think about it. Uh, but the season coming to a close for Auburn. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be disappointed. You know, for as much as the team accomplished in the regular season, achieving its first number one ranking, winning the regular season title outright, it still just leaves such a bland and and disappointing taste in your mouth. And, And look, it doesn't take away from the fact that this team was really good and that it did achieve some history. But you don't achieve that history in the regular season and expect how little they actually achieved in the postseason and didn't win an SEC tournament game, only won one NCAA tournament game. Um, you know, Knowing also, too, that with Wisconsin crashing out to Iowa State, Auburn did not have to play a single-digit seed to make the Elite Eight. So that hurts as well. Uh, it was just very unfortunate that Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler had their worst offensive games of the season at the exact same time. Both played hard, especially seeing what Jabari did on the glass. Uh, but mistakes from those guys that we really hadn't seen much of the year. Uh, a few, you know, I thought the defense was good for the most part, but there were still a few wide open layups that Miami got after working uh, the clock a little bit or, you know, going out on fast break. Uh, really killed Auburn on fast break points. 
And unfortunately, some of those signs were, were, were headed that direction. But I would say that the guards, uh, which were to blame a lot of the time in, in the handful of losses Auburn did have, they played okay. No one had just a horrible game out there like, like Katie Johnson or Wendell Green Jr., anything like that. Uh, it was really that your two stars really just had their worst games at the exact same moment. And unfortunately, in one-game situations with the sport of basketball, you can be bigger, stronger, faster. But, but ultimately, you have to put that round ball in that, <laughs> in that basket. And you can't. no one can do it for you. And sometimes your jumpers are not falling at the same rate. Sometimes other teams make them more. Sometimes you just get caught making mistakes you don't usually make. And so the amount of layups Auburn missed, the amount of short shots that Auburn missed, is just something that really didn't happen much at all this year. And unfortunately, it happened at the exact wrong time. So this team was still successful with what it did in the regular season. It's still a specially talented team. Uh, but unfortunately, just in the postseason, they did not achieve some of the some of the goals and, and aspirations that they had based off of a terrific regular season. Tom, you're nodding your head in agreement a good bit. You were on the show on Monday, fresh, <laughs> fresh, fresh, right after Auburn lost their uh, the, the game on Sunday evening. A couple of more days for you to sit there and think about the end of the year for the Tigers. Yeah, uh, it, it, the big thing are the the layups to me. I, I mean, when you've got that many opportunities to get shots point blank range and you can't finish those off, that that just tells you it's not your day. Uh, a lot of credit goes to Miami's defense, though, the way that they played. I mean, they, they were just – I mean, they were, they were just annoying. Uh, they were in a, a very fast, annoying defense, and they just never – Auburn was never able to get in any sort of a rhythm. They just – they seemed out of sorts the entire game, and a lot of that just had to do with Miami's defense and how fast they were. They were jumping passing lanes, so Auburn would make these long passes, but Miami was so fast that they could get in there and disrupt those passes. They would get the ball to Jabari, and immediately two guys are on him. Uh, I mean, Miami just did an absolutely phenomenal job keeping Auburn out of sync and never allowing Auburn to get comfortable in what they were trying to do on offense. That caused some of those rushed shots, um, some bad shots, contested shots, and then even those putbacks. Like we were talking about the layups. It, those were never just easy. These were not just wide-open layups. I mean, these these were battling trying to get the ball to the rim and couldn't get them to go because they were just very uncomfortable contested shots. And so, yeah, major credit to Miami for what they did on defense. And, yeah, it's just, it, it was not Auburn's day. When you, when you look at the stats and, and the fact that uh, Kessler goes 0 for 6 from the field, only played four minutes in the first half due to those first uh, the two fouls that he picked up pretty quick. And then Jabari was only 3 of 16, I believe. And one of those came way late in the game with a three-pointer when the game was already pretty much in hand for Miami. So you really think through the stretch of that game, he only hit two shots that – mattered um yeah that's just, that's just a recipe for disaster right there and unfortunately we saw it league-wide i mean auburn was not the only surprise high seed team to sure. lose early uh heck kentucky was a two seed just like auburn they lost st peter's yeah and st peter's great they backed up another win they beat murray state but it's like you play that game 20 times kentucky wins 19 
Sure. You know, and that's the one time. Auburn plays Miami ten times. Auburn probably wins seven or eight. Yep. But but one of the two or three that they would have lost, they lost the one that mattered. And uh, Tennessee, as hot as they were after an SEC tournament victory, they lose early to a Michigan team that people were debating if they made, should have made the tournament or not. And uh, Michigan goes out and plays their best ball and beats them. So, unfortunately, we saw Auburn was not the only high seed team. They were not even the only SEC high seeded team to come out and get beat and that's the nature of this tournament and when you have you know we saw auburn not playing well down the stretch uh really like i said some of the ways they were losing games was not how they lost this one you know with yeah. auburn really cold three-point shooting or, or guard play struggling that's where they shooting in the arkansas um, game you know that stuff wasn't really the reason they lost this one but um it's part of it in one game situation. Well, this one, this one was kind of a combination of everything that had been that in those that kind of a downward swing Auburn was having. You know, it would be one thing here, one thing there. This felt like a little bit of all of it kind of combined together to to make one just really atrocious performance. And unfortunately, it's a, it's a one and done deal. You don't get to. You know, you don't get to go back to the drawing room and rebound for the next game on that one. That was the end of the season. So, uh, but. Possibly big things on the horizon for Auburn basketball. I mean, obviously, Bruce Pearl has this program going in the right direction. All eyes right now are on uh, Johan Treor, uh, five-star uh, decommit from LSU. Uh, a lot of crystal balls pointing him here. So, uh, yeah, things are just looking better. You just chalk it up to a bad game and move on to the next season. Things are looking better for Sports Call Auburn because on the other side of this break, Andy Burcham, the voice of the Auburn Tigers, will join our show. Don't miss that conversation coming up next here on WTGZ Tiger Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. I'm Sammy Coates, former Auburn football player and all-SEC wide receiver, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call on WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ, Javon, Tom, and Ryan all with you on the show right now as we're so jazzed, so fired up to go back to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring on the voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham, back with us as he is frequently throughout the year. Andy, the time is always greatly appreciated. How's your Wednesday treating you thus far? It's a good Wednesday so far, JJ, and even better now that I'm on with you guys on Sports Call. Ah, oh, you're the best. We, we <laughs> certainly do appreciate hearing that. Um, let's talk basketball first, Andy. A historic season for the Tigers came to a close on Sunday in Greenville, South Carolina. You, of course, had coverage there and uh, enjoyed listening to the broadcast outside of the end results. How will you look back on this season for the Tigers? Well, you know, we, we all have to deal with the disappointment over the way the season ended. And I think once we get there, and it may take a while for some of us to get there, you'll look back and, and see a, a, a truly remarkable season for this basketball program from a, a, a team a two year, you know, last year that, that 
that did not finish 500 or better to an SEC champion in a 19-game winning streak right in the middle of that season. And um, and then we you deal with the way the season ended. And listen, the fact is Miami was better than Auburn on Sunday in Greenville, South Carolina. And the Tigers never could get over the hump in the game. You know, trailed early, cut the lead to one at halftime. I know you guys were just talking about this before the break, that you know, Auburn, Auburn had three or four point-blank shots at the start of the second half that would have given the Tigers their first lead of the game. And with the crowd the way it was, I believe that if, if Auburn gets that lead, the crowd, I think, starts to take the game over. I don't know if Auburn wins it, but I don't think Auburn loses the game as it did if it, if it finally gets that lead early. But it did not, and it, just, it played catch-up the whole game. It was, it was a tough day for Auburn. It was the worst shooting game for Auburn this season, and the only game where Auburn never had a lead. It, it trailed almost from start to finish. So uh, it is a disappointing end to what was a very, very good basketball season. You talk about this team and, and talking about putting a bow on the season. Oftentimes, I'm thinking that it's got to go at least through the end of this NCAA tournament because the team might be sitting there thinking, man, you know, there was an opportunity for us to do that. You mentioned all the, the accomplishments this team had and also being the number one team in the country uh, for the first time in program history. As you start to turn the page to next year, though, there's still plenty of reason to be excited for what Bruce Pearl's been able to uh, build here. Uh, quick to point out is Coach Pearl that the this is the winningest SEC program over the last five seasons. Just big picture, how has Auburn basketball been able to get to this point, and what does it mean moving forward? Well, they, they hired Bruce Pearl eight years ago. That, that's, <laughs> that's the biggest. That's the biggest part of it. And then you know it took three years for Bruce Pearl to start to put together the program, and then he started bringing in players that became first-round draft picks in the NBA draft. And that has continued. And it may be two guys in the first round this year. It certainly will be with Jabari Smith, who will be a lottery pick, maybe the number one overall pick. And if that's the case, he would be the first in Auburn history to do that. And it may be Walker Kessler in the first round as well. Uh, I I still think there's an outside chance that Walker comes back. But I will be, if if that's the case, I'll be surprised. But you, you take a look at what those two guys did. And I know... In the final game of the year, it was it was a struggle. I think Miami had a lot to do with how Jabari struggled. I think they were not going to let Jabari Smith beat them, and he didn't. Still had 15 rebounds at career high. He had a double-double in each of his two NCAA tournament games. That should be noted. And then, you know, Walker gets the two early fouls, and when, when Auburn missed a couple of those layups at the start of the second half, and he had a couple of those shots, we just didn't hear from Walker for the rest of the game. And I'm, I'm told, I was not in the locker room, I'm told that he took that game very, very hard. Um, but, but I think both of those guys are, in all likelihood, going to the NBA draft. And Bruce Pearl will continue to recruit high-quality athletes to Auburn, high-character student-athletes to Auburn. And they're not all five stars uh, at Auburn, but they are developed and, you know, that, that's one thing we don't talk a lot about with Bruce and his staff. Yes, we, it, it's easy to talk about what they have done getting the 
Mustafa Herons and the Daniel Purifoys and the Aubrey Wileys and the Isaac Okoros and Chima Okikis and Sharif and, and, and all of those guys, Jabari and Walker here. But they also develop those guys too. And that is, that's equally important to what, to what Bruce Pearl has done. But listen, the, the reason that, that Auburn is in this position now and we're disappointed after an SEC championship season is what Bruce Pearl has done. I've said it, and I will continue to say it. I think it's one of the most remarkable coaching jobs in Auburn athletics history, regardless of the sport, what Bruce Pearl has done. And Andy, you mentioned talking uh, about Jabari Smith and uh, how he could be the number one pick, will certainly be picked very high in the NBA draft. Auburn's probably not had anyone quite like Jabari Smith before. Describe watching him play and, and what you will remember most about Jabari Smith's season. Boy, that, that's a big list. It's, and, and, and one of them is how almost businesslike he went about his, his job as a freshman. He, he, he didn't seem to me to be a freshman in college. He didn't seem to be a guy that was 18 years old and was playing high school basketball last year. I just I watched him a lot outside of the games, and there's a plan. He had a plan. I'm sure his father has a plan for Jabari. And how many times that young man took enormous shots for Auburn this season? He was clutch all year long for Auburn. And it was hard not to think, goodness, isn't it a shame that we'll only get to see him for one year at Auburn? But then in the same breath, my thought was how grateful – we should be to see him even for one year at Auburn. It's the greatest freshman year in Auburn history. He's the first SEC freshman of the year. He set the Auburn freshman scoring record. Um, he set the Auburn freshman three-point record. He did everything that, that he was supposed to do and more for this Auburn program. It was a truly remarkable season for Jabari Smith. Um, I, I can't think of a time where I was disappointed by him or his play. And I'm, I'm talking even Sunday in, that, in the NCAA tournament because even though it was a struggle for him offensively, he still had 15 rebounds in that game. And how many freshmen do you know that are struggling and, and a team is trying to take them out of the game and they just go away? Well, Jabari didn't go away in that game and pulled down 15 rebounds and I think had three or four blocks. No question. Great performance for Jabari Smith. And I and I guess it's not so bad to go out with a highlight moment with the dunk against Jacksonville State. <laughs> that was something else, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, we, we didn't see Jabari do that very much this right, year. Not at all, yeah. Go that strong to the rim. But um, that the, the, yeah, that was that was a highlight dunk to me. That may have been his highlight dunk of his college career. There are more coming in the NBA, but that was a remarkable play that kind of put a capper on that NCAA tournament win against Jacksonville State. So we're talking with Andy Bertram, the voice of the Auburn Tigers. You've seen the men's side of things with the NCAA tournament. Certainly saw it in women's basketball, 30-plus years being the play-by-play announcer there for Auburn women's basketball. What is your favorite part of the NCAA tournament, Andy? Why do you love it so much? Well, it's, it's just a different deal. I mean, you, you get into a different rhythm. There's a game, and if you win, you have a day off. And there's the press conferences, and then you come back and you play again. If you're fortunate enough to win, then, then you move on, and you're going to a new place uh, for the tournament. Um, that's probably what it is. And it's, 
it's just a different energy. It's just a completely different energy. And many times you're playing teams that you've never seen before. Um, and that was the case for Auburn uh, in basketball. Jacksonville State, which Auburn hasn't played in a long, long time. Miami, I think that was only the third or the fourth time Auburn and Miami have ever played uh, before. And there's, you know, I was sitting I was sitting within 10 feet of Jim Nance and Bill Raftery and Grant Hill, for goodness sakes. Uh, along with Sonny and our group, so you know you don't get to you don't get to do that very much. Uh, now listen, I think they are there probably for Coach K. I got to see a Duke men's basketball game in person for the first time in my life. Uh, watching that game that and that game before against Michigan State was a slugfest, buddy. Mm-hmm. It was it was something else to watch that Duke team and that Michigan State team play. So that's just kind of part of it. Uh, it was my first men's NCAA tournament game since 1984. My first year in radio, I was covering Illinois. I was calling games for Illinois State, and, and they went to the NCAA tournament. Uh, so I was I was thrilled just to be calling a team that was back in the dance for the first time in a well since before any of you guys were alive. So let me just put it in that perspective. <laughs> oh man, Andy Burcham's here with us on the show. Basketball season comes to a close, but the calendar continues to move forward for you, Andy, as baseball is now in full swing for Butch Thompson's club. Uh, got a chance to see them open up SEC play this past weekend, taking on Ole Miss, and you saw an exciting game last night between Auburn and South Alabama there in Montgomery. Nothing says welcome back to the baseball broadcast booth Andy and I know that you've been on the call for a couple of games already this season but nothing says welcome back and here you are the new norm than an hour plus rain delay and then a four-hour baseball game that you had last night yeah we got back uh after 12 30 last night <laughs> um Sheesh. it was it was a it was a bizarre game last night in Montgomery uh, a small crowd and I think rain had a great deal to do with that there were two or three there were a couple storms that blew through from a rain perspective before the game even started, and then it was raining on and off throughout the contest, and, you know, we kept looking at the radar, and, you know, you went from, boy, let's see if we can get five innings in and make this an official game, and I think that's why Blake Burkhalter was down in the bullpen as long as he was, because you want him in the game if it's going to be a six-inning game or a seven-inning game. Well, it turns out it was a full nine, and he pitches the last two and two-thirds. Last night, Auburn goes it falls behind six nothing, and then scores seven uh, in one inning, and then South Alabama, which had won eight in a row coming in, and was fifteen and three, and had swept their first Sun Belt Conference series. You know they get a three run lead again, and Auburn comes back and takes the lead. And South Alabama ties it, and then Auburn wins it in the eighth on a triple by Bobby Pierce and a line drive off the glove of the first baseman by uh, Mike Bello, and then Blake Burkhalter, you know, they, they've got the tying runners on and their best hitter at the plate. So it was intrigued right down to the final pitch last night. It was good to get that win, to be sure. And now you get ready to go to a Texas A&M team that took two or three and almost swept LSU in Baton Rouge last weekend. What excites you about getting back in a broadcast booth then, Andy, for an SEC series uh, between Auburn and Texas A&M and kind of getting back into uh, another norm for you that you've uh, been doing for so many years? Well, you, you move from one sport to the other, and I've done this since 1995, uh, moving from basketball now full-time into baseball and getting to work with, with Brad each and every game and George Nunley, who's Auburn's media relations guy and 
Coach Thompson and, and that staff. And, and we go to a play. I, I really enjoy going to College Station. It doesn't matter what sport it is. It's a neat town. Um, it's a great facility that we broadcast from. Um, Olsen Field at Bluebell Park. Some good places to eat, which shouldn't surprise anyone that I'm excited about that. <laughs> and um, it's SEC play, and it will be a great atmosphere when Auburn and the Aggies meet this Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What excites you about the Auburn offense at this point in the season, Andy? Well, it's putting up some major numbers, and Auburn needs to get some pitching that, that will protect those numbers. And they're getting it from different people. You know, last night it was Mike Bello and, and Bobby Pierce uh, with had two hits coming off the bench, including a triple that sets up the game-winning, the game-winning run in the eighth inning. I like to watch Blake Rambush at the top of that lineup. Man, that guy is all out all the time. And Sonny DeShera is is having a remarkable season in the three of the four hole for Auburn. And, and last night it was different guys that, that came through for the Tigers. So there are some options that Butch Thompson has from an offensive standpoint. They've got to continue to try and figure out the pitching, the pitching standpoint. And uh, we'll continue to do that and we'll get tested certainly by Texas A&M starting Friday in College Station. Give us the Auburn Sports Network rundown for the rest of the week, Andy. What can we find? What can we listen to? And, uh, again, we appreciate the time. You bet. Uh, Tiger Talk tomorrow night at uh, 6. You'll hear from uh, Auburn equestrian coach Greg Williams, baseball coach Butch Thompson, softball coach Mickey Dean, Auburn assistant football coaches Jimmy Brumbaugh and Ike Hilliard, two of the new staffers Exciting. Uh, for, for Brian Harson's team. Yeah. Then, then, then it all begins on Friday at 6.30 uh, at Bluebell Park in, in College Station. Brad and I will be down there for the call starting at 6.15. And then the afternoon games on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we will have, and I'll let you know this right now, Tiger Talk is moving to Monday next week. Uh, we're, we're on the road almost, well, after the Tuesday night game against Jack State, we're on the road Wednesday, and baseball starts at LSU uh, a week from tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So really our only night for a Tiger Talk is Monday. So we'll be at Zoners on Monday for a Tiger Talk. So all of that coming up. It's a busy time, to be sure. Best time of the year. Andy, we appreciate the time as always. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? Guys, my pleasure. War Eagle. War Eagle. That's our buddy Andy Burcham, the voice of the Auburn Tigers, joining us here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. A couple of minutes left here in the opening hour. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 I love that man so much. We've been talking. Uh, there aren't very many announcers left in the sports world uh, collegiately who are still the radio voice of football, men's basketball, and baseball, all three big sports. Andy does that. His calendar is crazy. And, uh, yeah, to jump back and after the basketball season comes to a close, had an hour-long rain delay yesterday and then a baseball game. Those things are so long uh, from time to time these days. And a 13 to 12, over four hours long, and uh, Andy was excellent for every single pitch. Yeah, like Andy mentioned, the game itself was obviously high scoring, but... Hey, credit to Auburn for coming back because it looked like Auburn was kind of dead in the water against South Alabama, and they were able to come back. But yeah, that baseball game was over four hours long, but Andy did a great job keeping everybody entertained, him and Brad Law, and keeping the game exciting. And of course, there was a lot of exciting moments, especially in those later stages of the game. 
when Auburn took the lead, you could definitely tell that the enthusiasm came back into Indy's voice. And he does a great job of broadcasting all three sports. He does a great job with football, basketball, baseball. And yeah, he's a he's a busy man, but does a great job at all three of those sports. All right, here we go. We continue to move forward. We're getting you set for Auburn baseball this weekend, taking on Texas A&M. The softball team will be at Kentucky. Britt Bowen has the radio call for all of those here on Tiger 95.9 FM. Also have Tiger Talk coming your way tomorrow night at 6 on FM Talk 93.9. Transfer portal today. Demetrius Davis has entered into the transfer portal, as has Roe Torrance, an Auburn cornerback who played in 10 games a season ago and was a part of the Auburn 2021 signing class. And then on the basketball side of things, that transfer portal is really picking up because many teams have had their seasons come to a close. And one of the newest additions is Desmond Cambridge Jr., the older brother of Devin Cambridge is entering the transfer portal from Nevada, averaged 16 points a game, 5.1 rebounds, 1.8 assists, and is a 39% three-point shooter. Devin Cambridge's older brother I know where, at Nevada I know where he can come. Uh, is uh, in the transfer <laughs> portal. Let's just talk about that for one second, the Cambridge family, right? You've got Devin, who is just a dunk highlight machine for Auburn. Right, right. His older brother Desmond, who I'm telling you about, is going to be one of the most sought-after transfers in terms of production that you had at one school and going on the market for another place. And then his younger sister is the starting point guard for Vanderbilt. Right now, this past year, (laughs) that family had three D1 basketball players in the same family. It's a lot of miles for the parents. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) A lot of traveling for the mom and dad. But there's that's a, an impressive family. Yeah, I mean, that really is. Yeah. And there's a name to be on the lookout for. 16.2 points per game, 5.1 rebounds, 1.8 assists, 39% three-point shooter. Well, they only have one year left since he's Devin's yeah, older a brother. Yes, graduate transfer. Okay. Yes. Graduate transfer with one year remaining well, look, of eligibility. Well, I mean, that, this is college basketball now, and it, you can go through – and act like so-and-so is going to be back and so-and-so is going to be back. But I almost operate now as you have to say, you have to confirm you're coming back now. It used to be, you know, a decade ago, you could say, oh, yeah, this sophomore is coming back next year. Right. You know, until they said otherwise, they were coming back to the roster. But now I feel like it's fit. It, you just you got to hear something. So it's like you assume Jalen Williams coming back to Auburn, build around him next year, yada, yada. I want to hear that. Yeah. You assume Katie Johnson come back to Auburn. You want to hear that. And so it you feels, assume Jabari Smith's going to the NBA. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> uh, on the flip side of that, you know, or Walker Kessler. But, you know, you, you really need to hear decisions from these guys. Like Zepp Jasper, I think, already came out and said he's coming back to Auburn next right. year. It's like, okay, that's good. Wendell so Green I, made, it, made it really seem – Wendell Green's eligible to come back. Yeah. Right? The, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but, it's only a sophomore. Yeah. 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 But so, he's he's made it sound like he's coming back. Sure, and, and you make it sound that way, but it's just you, you've got to have you know concrete. You're 100 percent right. You you've got to say something, right? Or or you you can't be assumed anymore. And so, um, you know, I know that Auburn will likely have some holes, uh, particularly down low, because if there are two players that we expect to go pro do, 
and that's a 610 small forward slash power forward and that's a 7-1 center so so you you have some some big guys to replace down low but um you know that that's just the deal with college basketball is you never know how much turnover you might have in a single season all you know guys leaving your own program and guys that you might look to bring into uh, to bring in new and Auburn can attest to that because literally that's what happened last year. They brought in a bunch of transfers from different schools last year and kind of had to retool the roster a little bit. Um, but you saw what it brought for the Tigers. They were able to be number one for a couple of weeks for the first time in program history. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of roster turnover each season in college basketball. And nothing is really set in stone. So I think for... Uh, Auburn fans, they realize, hey, some of these holes that need to be filled, the transfer portal is going to have plenty of players that are looking for that. And for those who are perhaps mid-major players, seeing what Auburn has done the past couple years, it's like, okay, Bruce Pearl can elevate my play to become, you know, a potential draft pick. So maybe I want to play for this guy because he's going to let me play free. He's going to let me be me. He's going to let me flow through the system so i think for auburn they're going to be an attractive destination for a lot of these guys that have entered the transfer portal and i'll be intrigued to see how many of these transfer portal players that auburn's going to get this offseason all right uh final breaking news for you to bring the first hour excuse me the second hour of the show to a close today uh, we're learning now of the passing of computer scientist Stephen wilhite at age 74 more than 30 years after he created the graphics interchange format the gif creator Stephen wilhite has passed away at 74 years old so and we love that on the social media age that we live in those are the best things to send in text conversations and he's passed away at the age of 74 i love sending them is it GIF or GIF? That's, that's the big debate, it feels like. GIF. Well, he said there, it's GIF. In, in uh, his, he said it? Yes. In, his, in, his, in the story about his passing, it is talking about the most common question is how do you pronounce it? And they're referencing his number one interview with the New York Times where he said it's GIF with a soft G like the peanut butter brand. Huh. Okay. Okay. I have yelled it's that at GIF. people. <laughs> well, it's in fact not. We'll see, but the thing is, and everybody says, well, it should be GIF because it's graphics, which that that's would be fair. GIF. Uh, that, that's that makes fair. Sense. Yeah, that makes it, sense. That is uh, it, graphics interchange format. Right. We can all say that and then not have to have the debate. No, that's a, no that's, a, that's, a, that's a mouthful, I, though. I'll it's just, just a debate because people don't want to accept it. Right. Like, it's not. <laughs> He's always squashed that. Like, I don't know why Stephen people Wilhite can't accept Stephen passed that. away at 74. Yeah. If the inventor says it's GIF, then by so gosh, GIF. I'll call it GIF. Okay. What's your favorite GIF? Uh, uh, chunky. Too many to choose from? Chunky. <laughs> Do I know Chunky? <laughs> GIF peanut butter. Oh. That's He didn't get that, JJ? Come on. <laughs> Oh, that is embarrassing. Oh my goodness. That is embarrassing. Say, come on now, JJ. Did you guys all pick up on that right yeah. away? I picked up on it at least. I am so sorry. I was like, which one is that? I didn't see that one. We're setting up for a wacky Wednesday, Tom. There we go. Here we are. More fun to come as we get set for the final hour 
of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Thanks again to Andy Burcham, the voice of the Auburn Tigers, for joining us on the show. And uh, we've got plenty more to come here in the hour. Again, want to say congratulations to Doug Eddert as well, who is our Sports Call Player of the Week by way of St. Peter's. That brings this hour to a close alongside Ryan LaVoy, Javon Cutler, and Tom Peavy. My name is JJ Jackson. Two hours in the books, and we're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started today. WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson inside the studio with Javon, Ryan, and Tom. Final week for Javon Cutler here on the program before he takes his talents north to Bristol, Connecticut to join the worldwide leader as a production assistant with ESPN Radio. So call in and interact with us over the next few days before we bid adieu to our dear friend, Mr. Javon Cutler. All right, two hours are completed. Let's do a recap. We've already finished the first two hours of Sports Call today. (sighs) Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um, can you repeat the part of this stuff where you said all about the things? All right, here we go, our Daily Show Recap. Javon, what's happened on the program today? Lots of great stuff, lots of great stuff. Had a Smitty from Hometown Lenders stop by for the first 30 minutes or so of the yep. program. So great to catch up with him. Um, of course, talk some Auburn basketball. Kind of still recapping the loss against Miami in the round of 32. But most recently, we had an interview with Andy Bertram, voice of the Auburn Tigers, as he transitions over from basketball to baseball. So Andy, a busy man pretty much all year long around the plains. He'll be focusing on baseball, Butch Thompson and the crew, as they recently had a game against South Alabama last night, and Auburn won in a slugfest 13-12. So we talked about that with Andy, as well as Auburn basketball, and also 
anything else that he has going on in his wide world of Auburn athletics. So definitely been a busy first two hours of the show. You could find any portion of the program on our Sports Call podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. It means the world when you take the time to type out something for us and uh, your feedback is always appreciated. All right, it's Wednesday. Tom Peavy's in the house. Javon's here, as I said. Ryan's here. It's a wacky Wednesday. Uh, I was about to say, I feel like he's coming to something here. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. I mean, this has just been a new trend. we, we got to give the people what they want. What? Unbelievably oh, no. benign holiday was like two weeks <laughs> ago that we missed. <laughs> I have forgotten about that. I mean, I was just thinking of our Animal Kingdom fascination oh. that we've had over oh. the past few weeks. We have been celebrating holidays uh, after the fact as well. Uh, I, you know, we didn't really celebrate St. Patrick's Day. But that's not where I'm going today. Did Favorite you? Notre Dame play. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have anything for today? No. Okay, because I'm gonna. I've got us taken no. care of. All right, our topic, our wacky Wednesday topic. This has been thought out and it's very uh, relevant right now. Mm. Sleep. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, I like where this is going. Okay. Should we do an experiment of who snores the loudest in the microphone? Well, it's interesting you bring sleep up because um, right there towards the end of the first hour, we were off the air, and I think we were all trading yawns. Yeah. Yep. I, I think all three of us uh, yawned at some point during the uh, during a commercial break. So, so that's our topic today. Our Wacky Wednesday topic today is sleep. So, you know, this is just going to be a conversation. And, and if folks want to call in and tell us about their sleep or any uh, thing that they're thinking of at the moment, please do. So let's just start here. Tom, how are you sleeping? <laughs> what is sleep? <laughs> Tom, Have you, you been having any okay? nightmares lately? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I sleep okay when I sleep. It's, I just don't get a whole lot of. Right. I mean, between what are we my, talking? Five hour nights? Eh, maybe. Yeah, sometimes maybe five. maybe five. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Tired. <laughs> Do you? I mean, so you you have so many jobs. You work really late in the bar industry, right? And then you're sleeping, and are you waking up easily? I mean, are we setting an alarm, and then we're getting like what? What does that look like? Uh, sometimes it, it varies with me. Sometimes I like today. I woke up way before the alarm, and so I was able to just kind of. As they say in the South, waller around. Yeah. I was able to waller around in the bed for a little bit uh, until my alarm went off. So that was nice because it, you know, you're not having to like get jolted out of bed by an alarm and have right. to like hurry and rush to like get things done. So, but there are times that the alarm goes off and I will uh, turn the alarm off and fall back asleep and then catch myself running late. Are you actively trying to sleep more? Yes. Okay. I, I am definitely trying to actively sleep more. You're just busy, and it's difficult from time to time. Yeah. Okay. Javon, how are you sleeping? I'm sleeping all right. Um, it's a little annoying, I'd say, the past couple of weeks, because I've been waking up, I'd say, around 7.45, 8 in the morning, and it's like, why is my body doing that? Because usually I'd get up around 9 o'clock or so, Right. but it's like, okay, why am I waking up so early? It's like... I know I'm not old, so like, why am I? This is, feels weird, just kind of laying in bed that early and not having to get up and do something immediately. So, I'd say my sleep is going okay right now, but um, it definitely could be better. But um, I try to get, I'd say, at least seven hours or so of sleep per night if possible. 
doesn't always equate to that, but I try to aim for around seven hours or so, but I definitely can't do like I used to when I was younger, not making myself sound old, but um, it's like in college, I was able, for instance, to go to sleep, I'd say around 2.33 in the morning, yet still wake up for 8 a.m. class somehow and still be Baller. functional. Mm-hmm. But nowadays it's like, okay, I've got to go to bed around midnight, 12.30, to wake up around 8 o'clock, 8.30 to function throughout the day. Otherwise, I feel kind of groggy and things like that. So, But overall, I'd say my sleep isn't terrible. It's it's not too bad. As you lean back to yawn away from the microphone, Mr. Lavoie, how are you sleeping? (laughs) Well, all this sleep talk makes (laughs) makes a guy quite sleepy. Now, um, I didn't sleep the best last night. That's probably why I'm yawning. But um, I can do on one night for the next day i can run on just about anything even if it's just two or three hours um the second day though would be torturous so i I still need a good bit per night i do about seven hours a night Uh, i try and get in the bed with the opportunity to be in the bed eight hours that of course does not mean you sleep eight hours because you're not going to go to sleep within 30 seconds like jj (laughs) um but uh you know if if i'm in the bed for about eight hours get about seven of that sleep then uh, i've accomplished the goal and i'm going to be all right throughout the week And, and like i said uh some people can do four or five hours a night like tom does five hour nights a lot uh, I would, after about four or five of those, be face face planted in this microphone. <laughs> yeah. uh, you would hear the snoring very closely. Um, so yeah, I need about seven a night, and uh, yeah, if I like I said I, one night. I mean, I we've had plenty of nights into college, but even recently with some travels to Tampa, where I can do the next day right. just about anything on on three or four hours. It you know that's fine for a day. But you do try and do three or four hours a second day, and that's when I'm just out. So what about a weird sleeping habit? Do you, is there, like, certain thing that you have to have? Like, well, some people have to have well, a bottle of water next to the bed. Some oh, there's 32 to... things for JJ, but he needs to answer first how he's sleeping. Oh, okay. I, I, I answer know, the same question, and then we'll you. get to that. I, I, think, uh, I think I've been sleeping okay, um, very inconsistently. Uh, my sleep always fascinates people, and, and I, would, I would love to do a sleep study. Um, They'd pay you double (laughs) to uh, to kind of get some feedback on on what's going on, because I was going to have you. You you made a comment a moment ago, and I wanted you to explain what you were saying about falling asleep within 30 seconds. Um, J.J. Jackson, this is not a lie. On uh, one of our road trips, hotel room, same hotel room, Brooks Childress was was a witness as well. J.J. Jackson asked me a question. And before I was done answering, it was not a long-winded response. I'm talking about three three sentences. Before I finished answering, it was, in fact, asleep. Wow. Not faking. He was out for, like, 20, 30 minutes before uh, we, like, woke him up and reminded him of what happened and... SEC yeah. Media Days give us the best stories of, of one another when it comes to uh, shut eye and that sort of thing. But yeah, I do have the ability fell to fall asleep while while I was answering yeah. his yeah. question. That's why, like the movie thing for me. At least he didn't fall asleep while he was asking. I think the it's question. I think it's a mind. <laughs> hey, Ryan, do you think you <laughs> I think, and I do snore crazy loud. Like Brooks has snoring logs are sawed of me to yes. uh, to share. I think a lot of it probably is um, my mind is always moving so much thinking about a million different things and when i can just kind of focus on one thing at the end of the day 
then all of a sudden my brain's like, oh, finally, time to rest. And then we just start You're sleeping just right like away. You're just like my mom. Yeah. <laughs> my mom has fallen asleep during countless sporting events and movies <laughs> on the couch because she can just relax. But when she's actually time to sleep, she doesn't uh, have as much success if she's trying to actually Same. go to sleep because the mind Same. starts thinking yep, again. That's, so what I, that's what happens to me. You are just like her. Yep, that's what happens to me. Um, I kind of I do want to get to weird sleeping habits. So, did something come to mind as you were posing that question, Tom? Are you trying to come clean, or you were just trying no, to create no, conversation? No, no, I'm just, just just creating conversation. Okay, I mean, I'm capable of, you know, <sighs> anything. <laughs> anything. Like, I can drink caffeine. I, that's the worst one. Right. Yeah, that I can, I, Who in what? the heck drinks caffeine, caffeine. to help them sleep? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't... Eh. I I, when I met him, he was like, yeah, man, sometimes I'll drink a Dr. Pepper so I can go to sleep. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> Without alcohol in it? Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, like, granted, like, like caffeine, because I've had so much of it in my lifetime, it doesn't give me the same kick that it would give a lot of people. Like, if I drank a soda 30 or 45 minutes before bed, it would not really affect me. Right. But, like, it helps him. <laughs> Like he said, it is a help to him to do it, and I'm just—I've never met known such. Right. See, I—I've I, gotten to where I—I I have to have a pillow or something in between my knees. I, I cannot—I cannot get comfortable to go to sleep if I don't have a pillow or something in between my knees. And, and, and I've had faces like that before. Well, well but honestly, though, that's a—that's a healthy way to sleep because it keeps your spine aligned. So if you're laying in a bed, you're a lot of times uh, the bed will dip down and it'll cause your spine to curve and with your knees and everything if uh-huh. your knees are together it it hurts your back so it's actually better to sleep with something in between your knees to keep your body aligned i nice. i didn't i didn't start doing that because of you know i need to keep my spine aligned i just started doing it. i was like wow this is comfortable and i slept great so now i have one of those long pillows it's a i guess called a body pillow uh-huh. uh and it doesn't matter where I go. If I travel, that thing goes with me. And I hmm. yeah, I have to have something. I have to have a pillow in between my knees or, or else I'm I'm a wreck trying to figure out a way to get comfortable. My mom calls it pretzel legs for me from yeah. over the years of just my body contorts in the craziest of ways when I'm falling asleep. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's wild what I can do while I'm sleeping. I have no recollection of it whatsoever other than photographs that are shown to me after the fact. Like, this is and how videos. you were You've fallen asleep in this office before. Right. Oh, yeah, I remember that video. <laughs> like, Man, it was a bear. It was. <laughs> Cur- it's curled like up one. on the big beanbag type thing we used to have, and he's over in the corner. And I mean, mm-hmm. just thirty seconds of just the loudest snoring. Yeah, I mean, they could have heard that across the street for sure. <laughs> Javon, ideal room temperature when you're sleeping. Ooh, I usually sleep with a fan on. I'd say okay. unless it's like ice, ice cold in the winter. But usually, I'm more of a fan person. But as far as a specific temperature, eh, I'd probably say lower seventies, maybe like. 73 74 somewhere around that range wow <laughs> well, that's crazy i would not be able to live with javon JJ cutler would, yeah. i would not be able to live with, uh, with javon <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, 73 74 with a fan yeah oh man that's that's the best for me yeah see i like i like a colder room always uh colder room cold sheets uh, I'll leave, uh, especially when it gets in the the winter times. I'll leave. I, I my head is right up against a window, and so I'll um, 
I'll have that window open with that cold air coming through there, and so then when I get into the covers, they're just ice cold covers. That is the great. You want to like knock me out immediately? Put me in a bed with just ice cold sheets that I can just bundle up in. I I, I will be dead asleep. Um, my preference is probably um, 68, 69, 70, somewhere in there. Uh, in the summer, I kind of wave the white flag on getting it that low because that'd be expensive to run it down to 68 every night. But so I settle for about 72 or so in the summer. But then in the winter, we like we like 67 to 69 usually. And uh, I have a story on JJ again after Uh-oh. he tells his preferred temperature because I got a story for every type of this. <laughs> every one of his sleep patterns. I guess we've been in a lot of hotel rooms. Yeah. A lot of SEC football games and media days and all that, man. Best friends, man. Uh, I need it to be cold i i love it to be cold i'm gonna set it 67 68 Ooh. with the ceiling fan i've been oh. in a phase oh, yeah i do a fan too I, I have been in a phase where i wake up and i'm like it is freezing cold that a boy that's what you know, you know and i'm like working. why is it so cold and then i'm like oh because i did that i made it that way and yeah then you have the argument of i'm too lazy to get up and turn the fan off and uh so you just sleep a little more and and yeah no but i love i love for it to be cold what was the i can't remember the exact temp four eight in the hotel yeah something like that it was Five, it got really low so we were in uh we were in charlotte and jj was uh, he took me to my first ever Lakers game the n- night before. We had another buddy with us um, and went to Lakers Hornets. And then Sunday we we went to Bank of America Stadium yes. and saw the Carolina Panthers, Minnesota Vikings, Cameron Newton, still starting quarterback at the time for the Carolina Panthers. In the hotel that night, um, this was r- beds were occupied rather early in the Ryan Lavoy and JJ uh, Jackson friendship. Beds were occupied, so I was in the floor. Cause no couch in that hotel room, and so I had just one little blanket and uh, a pillow. And as I said, I like cold, so I like it in the upper sixties. Uh, but it was getting close to the end of the, the night. I, I could tell because the light was starting to come up. I'm like we're gonna have to get up pretty soon. But I was just really freezing. I mean, I was just way more put out than um, than normal. And I was like, what is going on? Like. This is not tolerable. Well, yours truly, J.J. Jackson, set it on cool. And I don't know what he set the temperature on, but he set the fan to on and high all night. (laughs) Uh So it never turned off. And I think I remember the temp now because it's on two degrees of either side of a a certain temperature. I believe I woke up at about five something in the morning and it was 52 degrees. No. (laughs) No. I I remembered it was on two degrees to the side of 50. I couldn't remember if it was too lower than 50 or too higher than 50, but I believe it was 52 degrees. I was freezing and it was my fault. What did you think (laughs) I felt? I had one little blanket. I was on the floor. (laughs) So I I have, I will net. That's the thing. Is like, man, you remember a lot about JJ sleeping. Oh yeah, because it's very memorable. It only takes once or twice in a hotel room to be like, oh my god. Oh man. Have any of y'all ever had a situation where you're sleeping and you're dreaming about something, and then woke up and like the sounds from in your dreams were actually going on around you? Does that make sense? Dreams get weird. So, so let me just tell you that. So this is it's so bizarre. Uh, when it, back in my drum corps days, uh, we used to uh, have uh, our 
camps, our rehearsal camps at Stanhope Elmore High School over in uh, Millbrook, uh-huh. and you sleep in the gym. Well, uh, in the upper parts of the gym, there were some windows that were either open or busted out, but these um, birds in the early morning would come in and sit in the rafters and just chirp. Well, I, 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 I'm in this dream, and, and for whatever reason, it's so bizarre. Like, the people that, instead of the people talking, they were chirping like birds. Hmm. And then I woke up, and those sounds of the the people that were talking in bird chirps or whatever. When I woke up, that's the sounds that I heard. So the the sounds of those birds chirping were into my dreams. That if that makes sense, it's so bizarre. But is that like a cross when you're like not all the way asleep? I, I don't see. I don't, I'm not a sleep expert. I don't know. I just I would guess so. I just it sounds vi- like it. I just vividly remember that I was having a dream. And it was people, and I don't know who these people were, but every time they would go to talk, just the bird chirps like would come out of their mouths. And then when I woke up, the birds that were in the rafters, is, that's what I was hearing in my dream. Because I had oh. this little deal in Mobile. I didn't mean that for that to rhyme, but this deal in Mobile where I like half was snoring, but I heard every word the guys were saying in the room right. and what could respond to them. But I'm also like kind of snoring. So now that's not quite the same thing, but I wonder if like it's just like a lighter because you know that you have deep sleep and REM sleep or whatever. Right. I feel like maybe that's just like the first edge of sleep. But then again, I don't know if you can dream in the lightest and the you know least. I don't think you can amount of sleep. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't I'm know. no expert. I, I'm no expert either. I just know that that was a, a bizarre thing that always still sticks out in my head is and a lot of times you don't remember dreams but that's the thing is i remember that because of waking up and hearing the the birds you know i've been having these dreams lately with this man that's like got a burned face and like knives for hands and, <laughs> and uh, should i be concerned about that i'm just kidding i watched those movies recently so um, hopefully everyone got the reference as, as long as long as you're not living on elm street yeah okay. that is true you'll be okay is that freddy krueger yes it is okay. yes see i kind of know a thing or two there maybe yeah maybe yeah don't watch those as a kid because that's one of the you know i love horror movies but that's one of the ones i could not watch till i grew up a little bit because the concept of something killing you in your dreams. Woo, for a little kid. No. Uh, How about no? Yeah. How about no? So I watched those recently, joked about that. But uh, yeah, no, JJ, of all, I know you don't like horror movies. Don't ever watch that one. Those those are, you pass on those. In my head, I was thinking about dreams. And, and uh, again, this is a wacky Wednesday, so anything goes. Bringing it back to sports for a brief moment, though, I remember, and still to this day almost, having the ability to dream about a game that I just watched and if I didn't like the outcome all of a sudden the outcome switched in my favor and then you talk about waking up then you wake up and you're like oh my gosh that was a dream wait a minute they actually lost and that's the worst feeling in the whole wide world after yep, the fact. Carolina did beat Duke in case <laughs> last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw different versions of that in my slumber. <laughs> I saw different versions of the outcome. 887-3401, toll free at one 9 How's your sleep? We're talking about uh, all things sleeping here on this wacky Wednesday of Sports Call. And you can really bring up anything you'd like to going on. All right, we go to the phone lines. Matt from Auburn. Matt has called into the show. Hi, Matt. How's it going, guys? Very well. How are you? Uh, not sleeping very much. No. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you're a busy guy. Have you have you told JJ about your new gig? 
Uh, JJ. Yes. Have you been on Have you been on Facebook or Instagram in the last two weeks? <laughs> yes, I would like to think so. Uh, no, recently, I a week ago actually, I got a job with Montgomery Biscuits. Uh, so I'll be up there shooting. I did see baseball. that. I did see that. That is so exciting. Congrats, man. Um, appreciate it. Uh, so there's a lot. There's a lot going on. That might have an um, impact on your sleep. You know. Definitely does. But I can remember, like, Tom, you talked about dreaming and hearing people talking, but it was birds chirping and all that. I remember I had a job, and Tom, I knew you at this point, so I think I've told you about this job that I had a a few years ago before my current job, um, where I was just, it was awful. It was the worst job I've ever had. I worked there for eight months. I was 28 years old and working retail and i was out of there in eight months uh just because i was so tired of it um but anyway i specifically remember coming home from work one time and i laid down in bed because i had gotten off at like 10 o'clock the night before 11 o'clock the night before and had to be back to work at six the next morning uh so i did that i got home took a nap and i vividly remember i woke up and couldn't move I don't know if you've ever experienced sleep paralysis, but it is one of the craziest sensations ever. Yes. I sp- like I remember waking up and I knew my wife was there, like was in the bed next to me. And I woke up and it was like six o'clock at night and just couldn't talk, but I couldn't move. So I did like I knew my hand was close to her, so I just swatted her as, as you know, as quick as I could and like mumbled. And grunted trying to and she woke me up uh but that that's one of the scariest experiences i've ever had and it still haunts me to this day i if i never experience sleep paralysis again for the rest of my life i would be perfectly fine yeah no i i think i've experienced that a time or two unfortunately for me i was in a solo setting where i was just praying for anything in the world to fully wake me up because i'm like get me out of here yeah uh but you know, it it's kind of like those falling dreams. Yeah. Like I I dream that I'm falling so many times, and I like wake up and jerk, or like fall asleep on the couch and wake up and dream I'm falling, and wake up and jerk and my wife laughs at me. <laughs> uh, I have I have those dreams quite often too. So, ideal uh, temperature. Uh, ideal temperature. Javon is crazy. Yes, he is. Uh, 65. Okay, yeah, 65. wow. I like okay. that. Yeah. With, a, with a fan on, uh, allows me to get nice and deep under that comforter and just pass out. Yeah. I'm also one of those people that wakes up in the middle of the night and flips my pillow over. Oh, I do that. I Yeah. I'll do, um, I'll, I'll do that multiple times. I have I have four pillows on my side of the bed. I sleep on two of them, and two of them I treat like a teddy bear. Yeah. Uh, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, that, I, I'm the same way. And like I said, I have to have a pillow in between my in between my knees uh, to just to not hurt my back. But then, yeah, also I always have that one, like you said, like a teddy bear. There's like one that I've got wrapped up. So yeah, I'm right and right with you. I'm typically asleep. 11 o'clock up at 5 30 headed to work so love it one of those one of those you know about five and a half six hours six and a half hours a night 
Well, we uh, we we wish you well in your future sleeps to come, and uh, again, congrats on the new opportunity, Matt. We appreciate the phone call today. Okay. Hey, not a problem. I have a good one. All right, well, you go. That's our buddy Matt from Auburn joining us on the program. 334-887-3401. Toll free at one 888 9 tiger 9 65 is even on the uh, like colder side of things. So if he's saying yeah. that number, of course, he's going to be a little thrown off by Javon Cutler's I'd say everybody's thrown off by my number, yeah. There are a couple of people. There are people out there like you. Yeah. You know, like I think of my brother wants to be in a hoodie all the time dress head to toe uh just warm as can be uh and that's where he's happiest but for my dad the same way but i'm like no please (laughs) please make it cold uh another phone call 887-3401 toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine excited to hear what our next caller has to offer michael from auburn michael has called into the program hey michael Hey guys, hey! I give a lot of trivia, but you got to recant. I, I I did not talk about the bee anatomy. That that was not me. I, I, that's mis misquoted or mis. That's the worst I, for me to do. That did did you? I, I did not. And but you called it like the next week. I had no idea what you were talking about. And then all my buddies were like, "That was you." I was like, "No, I no, like, my, do that." What did you What did you bring to the table, Michael? Did I you bring something? John Tyler, I brought the John, the president. I brought the the trivia about the the living grandson. Yeah. Okay, that's right. From President's Day that we were celebrating after. Yeah. I knew you contributed to Wacky Wednesday in some form or fashion, yeah, and here I am bringing B anatomy. Yeah, I, did, I didn't contribute. To I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I am so sorry. Let me apologize to everyone. I got some more trivia for you. Yeah. I got some more trivia, and then I'll give you some Auburn, you know, from my okay. days. I'll give you some stuff. Uh, all right. So, Jordan Speed. Uh, golfer, and I may be pronouncing the last name a little bit wrong. I apologize. No, you're, but you his, master, right. his Masters winning, all right, in comparison to Arnold Palmer, give me a over-under on what you would think the total from his Masters winning would be in comparison to all of Arnold Palmer's career winnings. How far do you think that money is off? Oh, goodness gracious. Probably a lot. I, I would imagine Speed's one win probably put him, I'm just going to say twice, one win would put him twice as much as what Palmer won total. It was $67,000 difference. And all of Arnold Palmer's career wins in Speed's uh, Masters winnings. Wow. That, that's, that was the number one trivia that, that I had cow. for you. And so. And then I'll just share, you know, I, I, I had the joyous opportunity of, of being in the pet band at Auburn, and we were asked to stay behind for a basketball game during bowl season. And so we got to make the play the basketball game and got to make the trip and ride on the bus with the nun and the cheerleaders with, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson played probably one too many times. And when we get there and unload the band bus, uh, we had 30 minutes to sleep before the alarm went off and had to go to Oof. band practice in Orlando. That was probably the worst. 30 minutes trip. to sleep? Wait, wait. What in the, did you, do you even fall asleep at that point? We were not allowed to fall asleep like on the bus because they literally were just playing on loop. Outcast, sorry, Miss Jackson. And then <laughs> we got off the bus first and were escorted back on the bus by the nun to say no the cheerleaders need to get off first and i'm like they don't have practice they get to sleep in like we all have to be at practice at 7 30 and so we pull up in orlando at seven and so that was that was probably the worst and we got beat by michigan i think i think that was mm-hmm. 2000 that was that was pretty rough rough 
go of it. So, so you were you uh, you were in Auburn's marching band in two thousand. Uh, yeah, I was a 99 rat, and so in okay. 2000, I was a first-year pet band, uh, and that would have been my sophomore year. Gotcha. And we, I think we played Michigan in the Citrus Bowl, and that yeah. was that trip. Yeah, that was, that, was was year, that was the year I was in Auburn's band. So, yeah, we were we were there together. Uh, we share common friends. So I was my march from 99 to 03, so. Yeah, I got you. How about that? That's awesome. So, yeah, I, I, I marched right. in 2000 and then helped teach the drum line in 01 and a bunch of years after that yeah yeah so we 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 are you know bg is a common friend so when he went to atlanta oh, yeah. uh so we, we we share common interests but y'all take care i appreciate it guys and uh i'm gonna stop misquoting night. you that's not fair of me michael i do no, apologize I, i'm gonna stop with the trivia if i get blamed for <laughs> being you're gonna know it was jj before. you're gonna know uh, it was jj if that's the case see you buddy right, y'all have a good night all right that's uh that's that's michael from auburn we hope michael uh sleeps well we hope everyone that's uh hitting us up today does that as well. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger 9 What are you wearing when you go to sleep, Tom? Uh, shorts and t-shirt. Always? Yeah, pretty much. I'm not uh, I'm not a nude sleeper. Javon, I'm going to get there. <laughs> it depends on the weather for me. Like if it's in the winter, I'll put on some longer pajamas and put on a t-shirt. But if it's the summertime, springtime, wear a t-shirt and probably put on some shorts, I'd say. Ryan? khakis no i'm kidding <laughs> uh, no just like a uh gym shorts and uh if i've had a collared shirt on that day which a lot of times i do then i don't do a shirt because i don't like to dirty up two shirts in a day and yeah i don't like laundry but uh we get i just did laundry last night so it's fresh from my mind anyway um and if i wear a t-shirt uh like i am today then i'll sleep in that t-shirt and I'd never have a shirt on, ever. Uh I don't need that. Get it off. I'm okay. Uh, Let me wear some shorts, and I'll be good to go. Tom. So the the, the commercial where the, there's no rules, put your shirt back on. (laughs) That really does apply to you. Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Have you ever slept in the nude? Oh, yeah. Enjoyable experience? I mean, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I mean, I typically have shorts and t-shirt on. I heard. I, I actually heard another radio program talking about this exact conversation a few weeks ago, right? And I've I haven't gone down that alley before, right? Sleeping in the nude, and I'm just it's it's a fascinating concept well, to me. But JJ, I've had girlfriends, right? Well, I understand. <laughs> just saying. Touche. Touche. <laughs> You don't go out of your way, though. I'm saying to sleep. Uh, no, I, I no, I don't go out of my way to sleep in the nude. If I sleep, I put gym shorts and a t-shirt on, unless situation doesn't uh, yeah. doesn't present itself. Right. Yeah. I I didn't think that it was gonna go. It was gonna be received in that way. And yet here we are. How else would you receive exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> like, bro, you're you know. Solo Dolo, are you are you wanting to sleep in the nude ever? And most people, or some people, are just like, yeah, I'm happy sleeping in the nude. Yeah. Oh, there's Great something. Stuff. There's some people. That's that, what I'm saying. Yeah, there's some people. By that no just means do that all was the time. I ever making this a sexual <laughs> remark, which is what Tom immediately jumped to. It was just well, you like, ask if I've ever slept in the nude, <laughs> right? And, and sexual well, yeah. settings come to mind. Sure. Yes, well, I have before. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I can't win. I can't win. And Javon and Ryan are looking at me like, please don't make me comment on this. This is uncomfortable right now. I'm just feeling really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 887-3401. What? Toll free at one triple eight nine tiger 9 JJ, you'll learn these things one day. One day, yeah. It'll, it'll, come, it'll come along at some point, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um Bee penis. Can I? Yeah, exactly. I I miss. Who brought that up? I can't remember who brought up the bee penis because I was I, I was so. Convinced. I don't remember his name. It was not a. It was not a frequent call. No, I yeah. I thought it was Michael, but Michael no, gave no, us. He's no. exactly right. He gave us the fact about the president still had a living grandson. Yeah. yeah who was yeah. that? Tyler. Was yeah. it President Tyler it was. That, that still has a, a living grandson? And there I am just throwing poor Michael under From the bus. John Tyler to And, <laughs> and I appreciate every time else. Michael calls into the show. And I was trying to just throw him under the bus. That's not cool. I got to be not better cool, than that. Not cool, JJ. Not cool, mm-hmm. man. Strike uh, mm-hmm. strike one. Sleep in the nude. Against Mr. Jackson. Throwing people yeah. under the bus. <laughs> right. I mean, come I got to be better than that. Yeah. I got to be better than that. I might try sleeping in the nude. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And report back next hey, week, I Tom. Mean, are you going to do it in the hotel with these guys? Oh. <laughs> no. no. I just remembered I have to be in another country. Yeah. Um, uh, what y'all have to look forward to on SEC Media Days. Exactly. Naked JJ in the hotel. We, we offer Tom the opportunity to stay with us at SEC Media Days. Every year, I offer you, Tom, sure. to, to stay with us. And every and single year, why, why Tom says not. no. But we haven't, I mean. Well, there's, I mean. We have different schedules, and so I don't want to disturb y'all. I don't want y'all to disturb me. So uh. we could find a happy medium, though. You know, yeah, the happy medium is I have my own hotel room. <laughs> 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 <Fair enough. laughs> yeah, he still goes to SEC hey, media. I still, yeah, he's still participating. I just, so. I, yeah. I have my own private hotel room. I yeah, true. Just, yeah. When we travel, Brooks Childress is a pajama pants. Uh, where yeah, that's too, way too warm for me. Well, you can't do that. Like if you don't like shorts or get out of here. Like you're huh? freaking I don't like wear people, shorts. Yeah. Wait, what? Like if why why wear pajama pants? That's too hot. I mean, shorts I, are not it, pajama pants. Yeah, I know. So I'm saying, please wear shorts. Oh, I thought you said you're a freak if you wear shorts. No. <laughs> so anything other than nude, you're a freak. <laughs> um, but Brooks is a pajama pants wearer, and he has the Superman shirt that he is always wearing every road trip that we take. Every single one. Yeah. Yeah, I can mm. picture it. It's adorable. We love him. <laughs> I cannot do the pajama pants. I, I have not worn... I have not worn long pants to sleep in probably since I was a kid. Hmm. I just, I, I, it's way too uncomfortable. I have done it a couple of times, but usually because I am sick as a dog and shivering and that sort of thing. So if I have, if I have long pants so on, that's why you would go in that not direction. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've, I've fell asleep in jeans before because as i've mentioned if i'm wearing them and all of a sudden my mind stops working right for a moment next thing you know i'm going to be passed out asleep but if it's actively like hey i'm going to go to sleep now it's coming off every single time we're putting some shorts on so and now i'm going to try nude sleeping and i'll be sure to report oh boy so that could be our wacky wednesday topic for next week 
No. No. <laughs> no. I'm good. I'm See, y'all have fun with that. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, Javon, Javon will not have to be subjected to that. <laughs> oh, what a time to be alive. We're, if you have any suggestions for Wacky Wednesday topics for us, be sure to uh, to hit us up, and, and we'll discuss next week. And the thing is about this, this has been an incredible final hour of the show talking about sleeping. We have not had commentary for Brooks Monroe Childress on the matter. Uh, we have not heard from Brant Daughtry. We haven't heard from a number of people within the program, and I'm sure at some point they're going to want to share their ideas no. and thoughts on the matter. So, I want to say this real quick. Please uh, do. About Brooks. We're very thankful for Brooks and his family dodged the, yes. the tornado that uh, went through South Alabama last night that uh, – I was I was desperately texting JJ last night when I saw the weather and saw that a tornado had hit Somerdale and was heading straight towards Robertsdale and I was like, oh my gosh, I, that's where Brooks' family lives. So I'm trying to text JJ like, hey, give him a heads up in case they don't know. I was just like, yeah, I I, I wouldn't say panic, but I was just like, I, he needs to know that this is what's going on in case he didn't. So right, fortunately, no damage done there to the to with the Childresses. Right, shout out to the Childresses. Yeah, great bunch. And um, other than as he was saying, a couple of trees knocked down and, and outhouses. I want to say, um, <laughs> outbuildings, outbuildings, storage buildings. Are outhouses porta potties? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's just like a different word for it. Outhouses were like when you didn't have indoor plumbing and you have to yeah. go outside yeah. and use the bathroom. It's the same function. They're a little more. And so you would have just station. like this. You would have a little separate building. And that's that you would just go to the bathroom. Sure. You'd leave. You'd go out of your house and you'd go and use the bathroom. In the outhouse. Yes. With no plumbing. Pretty much. So I bet that smelled tragic. Probably. <laughs> what? Oh. That's a that's a fascinating concept. Are you serious? Yeah, that's 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 how you went to the back. And is that what Brooks was saying that it was just trees and outhouses that well, were damaged? I think he's being outbuildings, like storage sheds that people have behind their houses. Well, why do you call those outbuildings? I don't know. I'm just calling them storage a, sheds. People call them different things. But an outhouse is a bathroom. Okay. Yeah. And for every time I've heard that, I'm just like, oh, a porta potty. Mm, no, no. I mean, like it functions the same, but yeah. it's still different. An outhouse is not portable. An outhouse is built outside next yeah. to your house, and that's where you go do your business. Can anybody set up a porta potty? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, what do you mean? Like, I don't understand what you mean. Like, like if, <laughs> are you what? You don't understand? Like, uh, if, no. <laughs> Tom, if we were elaborate, gonna go, if we were going to go into business together, right, right, and we set up a porta potty business, sure, and we're at let's call it an outdoor concert, okay, and so we're supplying all of these porta potties for the event, right? Uh, it's going to be tragic hours after the fact yeah. looking at the damage that has been done sure. so to speak what do you do then uh so typically those companies they'll have like a tanker type truck with a big vacuum and they'll shove a hose into it and vacuum it into a, a big tank truck mm. <laughs> 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 cringing right now but you asked for this. I know, but like, <clears throat> and then what uh then they ship it off to wherever they ship <laughs> Plumbing is wild. I don't know. I don't know where they dump those tank trucks. You know, but they, 
But yeah, that's they. they like, there's a you, huge vacuum. You that guys sucks understand it into a into a. What do they call those trucks that when you that stuff? They, when you flush a, when you flush the toilet, <clears throat> sure. Tom. Yeah. Oh. Javon's ready to leave. Right now. Well, I don't mean the, I don't mean the show. The I mean the entire state. Right? <laughs> the doo doo just it. goes away. Well, it goes somewhere. It doesn't just vanish. It goes into the pipes and into into the, a plumbing system. Sure. And then where does that go? Well, it actually ends up becoming your drinking water. And see, like that <laughs> crap is wild. No, yeah. it ultimately becomes back into your drinking water. Isn't that crazy? Filtration. Right, yep. I know, but isn't that crazy? I mean, we've yes. Had, we've had all these studies. Yeah, Sp- uh, studies. That's what stu- I was going to say. Huh? That, the I, big word you were searching studies. for. We have studies. Studies. Hmm. Uh, Jeff from Columbus is telling us he, uh, no paj- team no pajamas. That's how he has uh, contributed to the conversation. So good to hear from him. Three sets of sheets. What is he, team well. porta potty? <laughs> <laughs> Did you find out what that truck was called? Honey Wagon. Okay. And that's just the the doo-doo truck? Pretty much. uh, Honey Wagon is the slang term for a, quote, vacuum truck for collecting and carrying human excreta. These vehicles may be used to empty sewage tanks of buildings, aircraft, lavatories, passenger train toilets, and at campgrounds. You legit flush the toilet, and at some point it's going to become drinking water again? Well, yeah. That's why I just hate that <laughs> this yeah. started as a sleep. That's a, it was so great man. with the sleep conversation, and now we're it just was, uh, you know, we're talking about poo. Yeah, about to say. <laughs> Can we go back to sleep for a moment? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. let's do that. Because yeah. I, I the, the reason sleep was on my mind is I actually give me give me one moment. Let's see who wants to join our conversation. One moment, you guys elaborate for a second. Elaborate on about what? So he exactly. just left it wide open. Just elaborate yeah, on. I mean, elaborate on the fact that we had a good, earnest conversation yeah, about exactly. sleeping <laughs> habits and dreams and all that, and divulge into whatever the crap. Literally, this literally, yeah. Okay, here we go. I saw this today by way of the New York Times from Medical News Today, published today this afternoon. Sleeping. With the light on, may increase diabetes risk. Hmm. Researchers recently investigated the health effects of light exposure during sleep. They found that light exposure during even one night of sleep increases heart rate while sleeping and impairs glucose metabolism the following morning. They say that sleeping without exposure to the light is likely beneficial to cardiometabolic health. Hmm. Okay. Isn't that fascinating? Uh, Michael from Auburn sent me a picture that I'm supposed to show you. So it turns out I do know Michael from Auburn. Right. I had to kind of put two and two together. He sent me a message. I'm like, I I do know who Michael from Auburn is. Septic tanks pumped, swimming pools filled, not same truck. Yes. Do you understand that? So septic tanks is like the toilet, right? Well, uh, yeah, Uh, your septic mm -hmm. tank, yeah, that's where... Some places where some places have toilets in the plumbing system that goes into a big tank under the ground. Right. That's a septic tank. Right. Well, periodically a truck has to come and vacuum out your septic tank. To clean it out. Sure. Right. And so what they're saying is they will empty. They'll fill up the swimming pool, but from a different tank. From a different truck. Okay. Not the same truck. Okay. Good. Yeah. So yeah, you don't you don't want to be filling your swimming pool with the same with poo that, water that yeah. you just 
<laughs> okay. Clean the septic tank with. I'm glad that that. I'm glad they said that. Well, yeah, that would be confusing. Right. Oh. <laughs> do you sleep with the light on no i say I, no I, I do sleep with the tv on though uh-huh oh. i i always i have to have background noise that i guess that's another weird sleep thing with me i have to have background noise um so i always have the tv going and have a ceiling fan going that's, that's almost like two musts now obviously if i'm in a hotel room i don't have a ceiling fan but uh tv is always on when i'm when i'm sleeping I like to be able to go to sleep with the TV on and wake up with the TV on, and that's just what I'm used to. With all due respect, Tom Peavy, and I really do mean this. No, I'm not going to go there. Well, you already did. <laughs> you're about to see you're pretty much at the point yeah, of no like, return. You just, you so. just did. Yeah. Right, and every now time I say just, that, what is Now you come, just can't leave me <laughs> yeah, hanging. This is what I was going to say. With all due respect, Tom, you're a weirdo. Oh, absolutely, sure. But I'm a weirdo, too. I don't think it. See, to me though, I don't think that's weird. I think it's weird trying to sleep in a dead silent. That's true. Dead silent, dead dark room. I, I actually, I my could do brain, both. My brain would go a million miles an hour trying to do fall asleep in something like that. You're not a weirdo. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I am a weirdo. Eight eight seven thirty four zero one toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine. Jeff from Columbus. Jeff has called in. Hi, Jeff. Hey, guys. Man, I sure love these wacky conversations. Who cares anything about sports, right? That's right. Tom, Tom, there's no doubt being a dang firefighter and uh, 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 that your mind has got to wander after the things that you have to go through and stuff like that. I couldn't sleep in the dark, in the quiet then either. But I've got... It used to be when Andy Griffith, Tom, you're probably the only one old enough to remember. When Andy Griffith went off, the TV went off because there was nothing else to watch. You had the national anthem, and that was it. And that's it, yeah. You just, yep, you turn it off and go to bed, but now you can keep it all on. But, um, man, who was it that was talking about saving laundry? They sleep because... You know, they sleep in their clothes because they don't want to do laundry. Who was that, Brent? No, that's me. I said if I, like, I it doesn't matter to me whether I have a shirt or not, so I'm not going to put another one on because I was just I darting you. up two clothes when I don't really have a preference. I got you. Here's the deal. You get one set of sheets, sleep naked, you don't have to do laundry for a week, right? <laughs> your pjs are your sheets no i sent something through i don't own a set of pajamas but i got three sets of sheets (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i was fine i had my underwoos and all that stuff all my and then all of a sudden my dad came out and he said what are you doing well there your mom didn't wash them or something like that he said, just sleep naked. Been doing it ever since. <laughs> you care to hear about, but dang. <laughs> hey, JJ, I saw in the tournament that there was a team from Asheville. I mean, is what, what college is that? In the NCAA tournament? Yes, sir. Uh, there's UNC Asheville, but they're uh, there. I can't UNC think. UNC Asheville. Yeah, and and uh, but but they didn't make the NCAA tournament. No, well there was a team that I swear I saw it that made it to the first round. Yeah, did you um, hear them talk about Asheville or? No, well, 
no, I probably okay. just saw it in the thing. And then, of course, you know, just listen to you all these years. I go, well, that's got to be JJ's. Uh, you know, they, he's got them in the bracket. UNC like Asheville that. did make the CBI. They didn't make the full NCAA tournament, but they did make a, another postseason okay. tournament. And then I was going to say, oh. like this, the SoCon winner. They typically play that conference championship game in Asheville, and that sometimes they get uh, name dropped from time to time on the broadcast. I got you. I got you. Hey, I haven't been to Asheville in years. You're missing out. But every, I know. Well, that's what I was about to say. Is it a, a just a tourist destination now, or do you have your nose turned up because you know uh, everybody just comes up there and and they're treading on your territory? No, I, I welcome everybody. I'm like, come one, come all. Let's have a good old party. I like it. Sitting you in the drum circle. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I can see that. You went to the dang Justin Bieber concert just today. Have a. <laughs> it's amazing. Like you, you, you say things on the air, and you're like, surely this will get past somebody. Like surely somebody will be out there and not hear what's going on in my life or in someone else's life on the show. And I'm wrong every single time because we have the best listeners in the whole wide world. And Jeff, you catch everything, man. I do. I try to. I try to. And hey, let me tell you how far back I go. Does. Is your brother still at Tennessee? Did he graduate? <laughs> he has graduated. He still lives in Knoxville, and he's gonna get uh, he's gonna get married in October. Uh, so uh, he he and his his bride to be uh, they're they're living in Knoxville still. Yep, everybody's getting married. That's I heard right. You talk about it yesterday. Except for me. You invited everybody. Yeah, you invited everybody to your wedding that has never <laughs> yeah. doesn't have a hope right yeah. now. But they told okay. me I was getting a couple of steps ahead of myself. Yes, sir. But that's okay. At least you got the dang itinerary. That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, hey, it's good talking to y'all. And like I say, it's a slow time of year, but uh, we'll get through it. I mean, baseball's right here. and. no, that's lost. right. We lost Jeff there at the end, but the show's coming to a close yeah. today, so that's a good time it, it, to do it. It's a slow time, but there's always time to talk about bee penises. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. You, you never know when you might need <laughs> intel or info on that. What a wacky Wednesday indeed for all of us. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a whole lot of fun here on the program. And certainly appreciate everybody that called in and joined the conversation in some form or fashion. Tom, appreciate you always, man. Yeah, man. Uh, be it uh, Savannah Bananas uh, World Tour Saturday. Uh, we had uh, the the president on the show back uh, uh, a few a month ago. Uh, it's been a minute now at this yeah. point, yeah. But uh, yeah, the World Tour in Montgomery. So I will be at uh, Riverwalk Stadium Saturday. So if anybody else out there listening uh, is going to be at the Savannah Bananas, look for the the big bald guy. I'll be out there i'll see you monday i will have clothes on i will not be in the middle (laughs) sleeping and or otherwise tom we'll see you on monday i'll be here ryan we'll see you later in the week sounds good and uh javon cutler i bid you adieu good sir and congratulations uh, thank you we will see you we'll see you tomorrow on the program i'm off the next few days Heading up to uh, Raleigh, North Carolina with Georgia Tech Baseball. I'll have the play-by-play coverage of Georgia Tech and NC State this weekend for a three-game ACC series. But the show continues. A lot of good guests coming up on the rest of the week. Also scheduled for tomorrow, 
we have prepared another installment. It's been a minute, but on tomorrow's Sports Call, we've got another edition of Sports Call Trivia coming your way. One final showdown with Javon Cutler and Ryan Lavoie, the men who have the two greatest records in the history of the sport. It's a sport at this point, and that's coming your way on tomorrow's program as Brooks Childress will host that competition. Is that going to be all Atlanta trivia? Because I might be in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan sits in my chair tomorrow, and uh, you don't want to miss it. That does it for today's show. Thanks again to Andy Burcham for stopping by to chat with us on the program. For Ryan LaVoy, Javon Cutler, and Tom Peavy, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.